Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. <sighs> sorry, sorry guys. I'm running a little late. Running a little late today. Some guy was backing into a parking space downstairs, and I've been waiting for the last five minutes to come up to the studio. Oh, that's funny. My goodness. <laughs> hey, welcome into Gwen and Chris, everybody. Chris Ello, Tony Gwynn Jr., and Matt Scraby. Come to think of it, I think that person was Tony Gwynn Jr. Probably was. Yeah, I was backing in unnecessarily. Uh, welcome to the show. we got a full four hours for you on this Wednesday. Should be a good one. Scraby's pumped up. We're going to be uh, heading up to the Bay Area. Dieter Kurtenbach, our guy from uh, San Francisco, fill us in on the 49ers as we uh, begin our uh, Super Bowl look, although uh, still a couple of weeks out from the big Super Bowl game. But uh, we'll find out the latest on San Francisco coming up coming up in this hour. And uh, we also have a sports court a little bit later on today. The sports court's been gaining yeah, it has. in popularity and steam and momentum. And people are now now writing into Scraby with life problems, <laughs> not, not just sports problems. <laughs> you people out there are in dire need of some help. If you think Tony and I can solve whatever it is that ails you, well, I think it's because you guys are uh, you guys are wise and older. You've been no, through wise. some things. Wise, yes. yes. Wow, I've never been wise. called that. That's, that's been a called, new one for me. Yes, I've been called old many times. We wise, have to not too often. We have to actually before the Chris first defense today. We have to uh, institute a new rule after what happened yesterday. What is going to be what the rule? new rule? What happened yesterday? Well, yesterday, the young lady called in, yes. and her boyfriend, uh, according to her, was sitting in the room, and, and, and oh. she was waiting for him to yeah. uh, ferret out a couple of answers. And yeah. let me guess, Scraper, you, you left the show still thinking about this, well, and then got home, yeah, thought about upset. it further. Uh, no, no um, many people... Ma- many, me people, about this. many people, many yes. people message you. There okay. was a there was a lot of controversy about this, and I've created a new rule. <laughs> I really don't understand why everybody is so worried about it. We're going to be playing the game again today because, and you can win the it's game the today. Principle of the thing. What is the principle of the thing that the somebody might have? This of the is, game th- is to not use the computer. Well, we understand what that. We also understand that there's things in life slightly more important than a round of Chris versus the fans. I don't think so. We love it. Don't 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 get me wrong. I don't think so. If we don't hold but. it to the same standard, then we might as well never do it again. <laughs> so we should just cancel the game, period. If you guys want people to get on the internet and do it that way, you know, we could change the rules, but 
I believe the spirit of the and game. So well, what so, rules do you yeah, want to put yeah, in? Let's, what, let's, are you, what are you thinking? All right, so we I went to... back and thought, or listened to it yesterday because I wanted to see if there was anything I could point to as to, to stealing, except for when she repeated the question like five times so he could type it in. <laughs> but uh, who? The rookie quarterback in the Super Bowl? Um, undrafted quarterbacks uh, undrafted? in the Super Bowl. Uh, oh, Jake DeLome. <laughs> no, she didn't say Jake DeLome. De- Jake, Jake DeLhomme. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The new rule is going to be this. What well, is this? Oh. I can't wait. Oh, Once my goodness. Tony gets done asking the question, you have 10 seconds oh, to come answer. On. You're going to actually sit over there and count 10 yes. seconds all, every single time? I will. No, you're not. Yes, I will. I don't see this happening. I see it happening. This is going to be interesting. I don't see this happening. Let's try it out today and see what happens. Let's not try it out today. (laughs) Let's just have fun with Chris versus the fans. Let's not make such a, you know, to-do out of it. Why? I mean, look, did anybody else out there, did anybody else out there truly know the answer and was, you know, just like chomping at the bit to get in here and try to win the game? It's not about them getting on to win. It's about... They Somebody winning who shouldn't thing. have won. Wait, so yes. the reasoning she had her boyfriend in in the room, correct? That's what that's what she said. Yes, that's what she said. It, would yes. that would that not would that be against the rules having your boyfriend in there? If it takes no. more than ten seconds to get your boyfriend's knowledge, I guess that it will, will be against us, the rules. That will help us okay. to not. So no one can Google. You can't Google that question fast enough, like gotcha. in ten seconds. Gotcha. So we're gonna try it. Today. How do you know? Well, if it's fast Maybe type. somebody's really good at Googling. How about are you? Are we now going to institute a how many times we can actually repeat the question? I thought that's already been a thing. Well, I'm, well we, we repeated, repeated the, question the question like six times yesterday. she kept saying, oh, great point, Tony. I'm glad you brought this I'm, to the... Just, uh, if it takes more than 10 court. seconds, we can't be having repeated questions. Then. You get one repeat. That's you it. One repeat. So yes. we, there's rule number two. We got yes. one repeat and a 10-second clock. All right, I can't wait for Chris versus the fans today. It's going to be like a... It's like the pitch clock. <laughs> Life is not about being on a pitch clock for every single thing that you do. Oh, man. What, did you get some sort of like cut if if this person wins? Because Chris has never been so nonchalant about a cheater on this game ever. Well, so you're just, like you're, again, you're calling though. her a cheater, we and, and we don't know this for sure. Do, Go ahead. Don't we? No, we don't. <laughs> don't we? We probably do. But all right, it's okay. To me, if you want to win Chris versus the fans, that – I mean, we have people – look, uh, correct me if I'm wrong on this, Gray, because you cry about it all the time. I don't know about crying. Do we okay. have people who, who try to call in a little bit ahead of time oh, and yeah. get themselves in line yeah. every single day, even though you tell people they can only play once a week? Do we have people to do that? Yes, and that's and why. And do you? They don't get chosen. Flip out every single time. In in the break, yes. <laughs> I mean, some people take yes. Chris versus the fans. You know, it's the it's the highlight of their day. Yeah, man, you can't have. They it can't both wait ways. to play at four o'clock. And I mean, if we have one person who maybe cheated in the last six months, I don't necessarily think that's reason for yeah. making a change. You don't need a pitch clock all of a sudden. This and isn't like Dylan the villain taking some guy's head off and trying to injure them every no, single game, and we need to like start that. refereeing against that. Okay. Most people play it a good-natured game. We have a lot of fun with He's it. He's right about that. He's got me there, but 
Yesterday, it just seems like a lot to do for one contestant that it's not one may have slipped through the cracks. I think we've been kind of a little too lax oh, in the past about the <laughs> length sure, of time. Scraby, if you don't knock it off, man. Knock it off! Mike on Scraby. the chat says, typical coming from someone against backing into a parking spot. <laughs> exactly. That's right, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm adamantly against it. Now this guy wants to be uh, police the game now. You tell him, <laughs> Michael. You tell him, Michael. All right, well, we'll all tune in at 4 o'clock today to see what happens in today's version of Chris versus the fans. Uh, we did tune in last night to see what would happen with the Aztecs in a key game at Colorado State. Tony, if I've seen it once, I've seen it a thousand times. A team falls behind by 10 to 15 points early in a basketball game. Yep, They're behind by 10 pretty much the whole game. They break their neck to get back in the game. And then with about five or six minutes to go, they actually take the lead. And then they completely run out of gas. Yeah, And, that's, and that is exactly, exactly what I thought uh, saw happen last night. And that's the danger uh, of... Playing from behind. Of playing from behind, especially yeah. in the Mountain West. Where you're and in likely, altitude. You're likely going to, especially on the road, you're likely going to be playing in altitude. So yep. when you're weighing in the amount of energy that it's going gonna, it's gonna to take to get back in that game and perhaps take the lead as they did, yeah. you're then going to have to have that much more energy to sustain yeah. it. And when you're doing that, and we talk about this this conference a lot, when you're doing that in high altitude, it becomes even more difficult. Yeah, they I, didn't. They didn't. They didn't play well early. No, they fell behind, and as you said, they had to. They had to hit the gas a little bit earlier, and they ran out of gas. Yeah, I wish they would have come back and taken the lead with about a minute left. Right, then they could have seen the finish line, but it's almost like they took the lead too early. Colorado State called that timeout. They regrouped a little bit. Lamont Butler. Honestly, slumped into the arms of Darian Trammell as he went off the floor. Yeah. He looked like Michael Jordan at the end of the flu game. He was gassed. And he was completely done. They had to sit him out for two minutes. By the time he came back in, Colorado State had gone on a 9 0 run, and it was ball game. Yeah. Colorado State wins. The Aztecs lose another opportunity to get that nice win they need on the road. A couple of more things. I am never critical of Brian Dutcher. I think he's the greatest coach we could ever have. But I disagreed with him last night on his selection of players that he had in the game over the final 10 minutes. Now, I don't know all of the details. Maybe Jay Powell wasn't feeling well. Maybe he showed up late to practice. I don't know what it was, but Jay Powell's got to play more than eight minutes to me. If yeah. you're going to win a game on the road, he is, he's your Agueca a rope of this season. He's got to be in there. He makes all the right plays at the ends of games. I didn't see him at all down he the stretch. He was missing down the stretch. So I, and again, we don't know. Maybe he did, like I said, maybe he wasn't feeling well. Maybe he couldn't get his air, whatever. But I disagreed with that. I also would have had Miles Bird playing a lot more in the second half than I would have had Micah Parrish. Parrish is, the better player, he's the starter, he's the guy. But last night, Bird was the guy, and Parrish was having an off game. Parrish, as a matter of fact, Tony, and this isn't to pick on him, it's just a statistic, he was a minus 32 yeah. when he was out on the floor. He just didn't have a good game last night. Miles Bird came off the bench in the first half, gave them a big lift. He was, he was nice. He was playing yeah. really well. So, to me, Brian Dutcher... Aired 
in terms of who he had on the floor. I would have had Burden. I would have had Palin. I would have had less of Parrish and less of Saunders. Um, but, you know, again, I don't have the same insight that the coaching staff has as to how everybody's feeling and what they're trying to actually accomplish out there on the floor. And it's really about, so. it's really about you know, maybe flipping them. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, Miles Bird played more minutes than, he than did. Micah Parrish did. Yeah. But in those, in that, maybe in that, Stretch. That, cut of, that stretch of time there. Yeah, Parrish was in, and he just was having a tough night. Uh, anyway, look, it, it's uh, here's the thing. There are four other teams in this conference that are slated to be in the NCAA tournament besides the Aztecs. Those four teams are Colorado State, Utah State, New Mexico, and Boise State. The Aztecs have yet to play a single one of those teams at home, and they've played three of them on the road, and they lost all. Yeah, to New Mexico, they lost to Boise. They lost to Colorado State. They'll have to hold. So service. they're going to have to come back here, and really, the pressure is going to be on the Aztecs to hold serve when they get these four teams at home. That's it. You look, so I'm, I just went back. I'm looking at Jay Powell's line. The only thing I can think of is in and and it to me in eight minutes of work for him, this is unusual. No shot attempts, no rebounds. No, in that eight minutes and yeah, he and was almost not seconds. there last. So night. maybe that's what he saw in that first eight minutes. That was like, yeah, yeah you know, yeah, what? absolutely, yeah. I'm not going to be look Brian's team, and he knows these guys are way better than I do. Yeah, but I just like Jay Powell at the end of a close game, and look that guy Clifford for Colorado State. He looked like an All-American last night. My goodness. 20 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, 4 steals. After seeing, he was everywhere. After seeing his size, you understand why he's a good re- he got some broad shoulders. Yeah. Man. Long arms. He played arms great. Too. And you knew Stevens was going to play great. And, you know, Colorado State, they were in a desperate spot. They were already, yeah, they had to win. They had to win last night. They did win. Disappointing for the Aztecs. All right. Uh, Hold up. Yeah. I did have a beef with Colorado State. Okay. <laughs> Why did that feel like I was watching Boise State? Why did they wear those stupid uniforms? You are a green and gold team. <laughs> they look you don't get to wear blue and red and whatever they wore. I, I agree with that hundred percent. Boise State with Colorado State across the. Uh, the you know chest. who was really really upset about this? <laughs> The person in my household who went to Colorado State, <laughs> she was like, "What are they doing? I was, I was. Those aren't even our school colors. They don't. They look terrible out do there." Do we know what that was about? Like that? We do specific color. That was their the Colorado flag is that color blue ah, and red okay, with some yeah. gold in it. So that. they were making a. It was a tip of the cap to the state of Colorado. Okay. But right. I still didn't like it. I wasn't a fan, and, but Nor that makes that makes sense, though. That makes Nor sense. Was what about when? Um, what do you guys think of Brian Dutcher throwing things around? I, I've, I've he was hot. He was hot last night, way. and we went a seventeen to four. That's not a surprise from yeah, no. Brian Dutcher. They got out of the gate really, really poorly, and they turned that, the ball over but, eight times in the first ten or eleven minutes. I mean, looking back on it. That's why he's pissed off, right? And he, maybe that's why get, they got, you got get, back in the game, you too. Get, you get that far behind, you know that there could be consequences. He knows the consequences the later. Very good, Tony. Yeah. But you're right. It was unlike Brian Dutcher to react like that. He also had a few things for the officials before he threw <laughs> yeah, the yeah. Uh, clipboard down. And, you know, look, this is what you've got to expect in the Mountain West. Colorado State shot 22 free throws. The Aztecs shot seven. So that's certainly a factor as well. 
All right. Uh, the Aztecs will be home Saturday, but they're going to really have their work cut out for them because Utah State's playing great, and they're coming in here on Saturday afternoon, and the pressure is now squarely on the Aztecs, as Tony said. They've got to hold serve at home the rest of the way because they have not been able to break through on the road. Uh, do I hear anybody out there in line for World Series tickets? The Padres have made a signing. We will discuss that and what it all means. We'll get the show rolling with Tony Gwynn Jr. and Matt Scraby. Chris Sello here. Gwynn and Chris on San Diego's number one sports talk station, 97.3 The Fan. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. There's a new pitcher in town. Wandy Peralta. I yep. should have kept pitching. That's the name. Left-handed relievers. Four years, sixteen and a half million dollars. Yeah. Four and a half million a year. Four million a year. Yeah, not nice. not one, not two, but three opt-outs. Do you find that strange? Uh, unique is unique is, okay. is the That's word I would word. use. Yes. What is what are the opt-outs? What does that mean? After I'm assuming after oh, year at, one, after each year he, he can, can he opt can out get if he, out if he has a, a, an unbelievable year as a reliever he can opt out and go well, back let's to hope he, Let's hope he has that option. Yeah, no, that's absolutely. Let's hope nineteen and eighteen career three point eight eight ERA. He's got thirteen saves, so he's probably not going to be closing a game. Although he did get four. He pitched against the Padres saves last year. for the Yankees last year. Uh, career WHIP is one point three. Not exactly eye-popping. Uh, seven strikeouts per nine innings. Not necessarily eye-popping. But another arm for the bullpen. Well, he's coming off his best year. Yeah, uh, four probably two, so. Two eight three ERA last year. His whip was about 1-2 Yeah, it was a little year. better last year. Um, he's, a, he's a crafty guy. Um, crafty left-handers. Cr- crafty. I remember Greg Maddox was the only crafty right-hander. Nobody ever refers to right-handers as crafty, is why I brought no, that up. No, you got some righty, right-handed crafters. Who else besides Maddox? 
Never heard of a, but every Kyle lefty, Hendricks. every lefty that comes in out of the bullpen, oh, he's a crafty left-hander. What does that even mean? Exactly, he can't blow up. He can't run it by. He doesn't he's just crap past you. He can. He can. Oh, okay. So he's like a, a Randy bit. Jones okay. was crafty. You. Yes, Randy was. Is he a, is crafty too. the same as a junk pitcher? Uh, no, it just doesn't no. throw hard. Okay, it's just, it's well, basically a put down. Wasn't, wasn't judging you. It's basically a put down. <laughs> it's not a put down. Here comes Wandy Peralta. He's crafty, Jesse. If crafty gets out, yeah, get out. Know, that's, that's all. That's, that's, that's all the name of the matters. game. That's the name yeah, of the game. Wandy Peralta joins the uh, bullpen. Uh, also, some word that uh, maybe a, a Tommy Pham reunion. At least it sounds like it on his end that he he wouldn't mind coming back. He's ready to sign himself <laughs> to told, play for the Padres. Apparently, Fab told our very own Annie Halbrum that uh, that he's still he told her personally that he was interested in the Padres and that the Padres were interested in him at the trade deadline last year among some other teams. Obviously, he ended up going to the Diamondbacks and that turned into a pretty good move for them. But he maintains he maintains a good relationship with with AJ too. So. Um, and with the fan and, and base. A, 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 well. Loves the fan base, he said. <laughs> According to Annie, he said he loves the I, fan base. Did he say, did I, he say that I, part? I don't know. Did, I thought I heard that. Oh, I don't know. I think... I didn't see that part. We're not going to run with that second part. We're going to run <laughs> with we'll leave that for now. Though. Yes. All right. Uh, I, I would like Tommy Pham. If, if, as long as Tommy Pham has the kind of season that he's had every, every other year. year in his career, but the one here. I mean it, that he, you know, we can't have that one again. But every other season, he has been legit productive, and and I, you and I both said so when he got here that it was a great signing. And then we had to try to defend ourselves for an entire year, and then he left here and he's gone out and been productive again. Yeah, no, I mean he he had a bad year here, but he's been productive everywhere else. The Padres certainly could use an outfielder, and, and quite frankly. You can use somebody like that in, in on your roster. I mean, Tommy is known uh, for not really being one to take any anything from anybody, and so you know, having a what they call it in today's game, they call it a dog. Having somebody like that in your locker room, I think, could go a long way. Just don't get to a fancy football league with him. Well, you know, he, he, <laughs> he's he, competitive, as the young people say. He, as are you, Scrape. He stands on business. So <laughs> if, stands on if, business. So if, if, you got, if he tells you something, believe him. Okay, okay, I will. <laughs> I, I definitely will, Tony. Uh, here's the common question I'm seeing out there from fans, and it's not like they're upset about the Wandy Peralta signing. It's more of. Are we going towards a, a raise type of approach to pitching where you're right. openers? Because the bullpen has been taken care of. The bullpen is strong. But the rotation, it leaves more to the imagination. So well, Guess what? And there's you, more time? You're gonna have, No. You have to use your imagination a little bit. It, last year, right, you knew you could pencil in your five starters. Uh, and really there was a question of which of the five it would be. Right? You had Weathers in the mix. Obviously, Waka signed. You had uh, Lugo signed. You knew Darvish was there. You knew Joe was there. Um, the young kid, the lefty that they had that came. Um, he he was at he was in a uh, a, deal, a fight for that last rotational spot. This year it's different. You just don't know the names as well, right? They're not as rec- you don't recognize them as. Right as, as you did last year. If Vasquez and uh, Brito and Drew Thorpe. 
turn into something. Right. The Padres have more than enough starting pitching. And they're going to give those guys a chance to do just that, start. So, so I, they, it's not like they're going into spring training come February, well, was it? 11. 11 pretty soon. Catchers. It, yeah. it, it's not like they're going in there with literally three guys in the rotation. Like, and there's nobody else to fill those spots. So, all right. I, I just tell the chat to stand down. It wasn't the chat. It's, it was X this morning. It's just, uh, I think I'm personally not good with the unknown. So that's why I can't envision it right now. Well, and it's one of the reasons why people don't think the Padres are going to be all that good this year because there's some unknown. But what I'm trying to say, and I think Tony's been saying, is that what you do know is pretty good. And I think a lot of people have just forgotten about all of that. I agree with that. I agree with that. On the straight show last night, I and, said – go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, and every single player really right on down the line, as we've pointed out and documented many times, is coming off of a, a season that wasn't normally up to their standards. You've got to assume that these guys are going to play more like they're capable yeah. just on merit alone. I think no. – um, no, go ahead. Uh, just basically what Chris said. I mean, when these guys – when we finally see them pitch and when we finally see them contribute to the team, it will make things feel better because right. it's and just the unknown, as I said. Again, these are, these are going to be – in terms of starting rotation, being in a rotation, these are going to be relatively young guys, including Michael King, um, who I think everybody's excited to see on the, in the rotation and on the mound – but, you know, naturally, there's usually some type of, you know, ups and downs through that process. So these guys are clearly talented. Padres like them a lot. Um, I think they're in a better spot than, than many people. That doesn't mean they don't need to add to their team because I, I think it's pretty obvious they do. But I think they're in a better spot than, than people are, are giving them credit for. It I mean, point. Jesse Agler said he expects them to win more games this year, year. And I agree. Yeah. I mean, 82 to me isn't that high of a bar to get to. 84 got in the playoffs last year. One that we uh, got to the World Series. Series, And guess who batted third for that team? Tommy Pham. Tommy Pham. I mean, it's not like he was just an also part of that squad. They put him right in the middle of everything, and he delivered. He was a big, he was probably one of the best acquisitions at the break, at the deadline last year. Padres could do a lot worse than bringing Tommy Pham in, although I think it would elicit some groans around the county. Let's uh, get to break. When we come back, Dieter Kirkenbot joins us. We'll talk in 49ers. Maybe a little bit of worries as that dynasty tends to seems to be coming apart. More going to Chris on the way. Hey, welcome back to the program. Two thirty-seven is the time. Chris Ello, Tony Gwynn Jr., Mister Scraby. Who is uh well after his diet? You're a couple of pounds heavier today. I noticed. I am. You are. You're wearing the championship belt. Ah, you won the fantabulous uh, game show yesterday right. in exciting fashion. I, I was I, like, man, Chris, that's kind of cold. I know. Man, even for even so for me, hard. that's cold, right? <laughs> yeah, Scrape. Belt's looking good on you today. I had uh, I had a lot of people. Side. A lot of people come up and say, "Boy, that was that was a thriller." A thriller. A thriller of a fantabulous game show that you pulled out on the uh, football helmet fashion. I beat myself though. 
Tony's upset. Tony, I mean, he, I beat myself. Mike. Every time you see a Jets helmet now, you're going to be mad at yourself <laughs> for guessing that they had a stripe. That was the first one. The yeah. turn for me was making Tony go first because I he missed the you, first one. You know what? That isn't ended up being why. I guess it is why it ended up. Maybe being so. Why it might we were playing catch you. up from literally the beginning. Well, which you can't expect him to easy. miss the first question, but he no. did. Anyway, we had some fun with the Fantabulous Sports Game Show. I'm sure Tony will get the belt back. Next week. I'm feeling a run. Oh, <laughs> are you? I'm feeling, feeling a run. run, huh? Yes, I am. That's good. I like your confidence. Funny, funny I'm like not feeling that. You're not. Not feeling that. I no. like your confidence, young man. I told you I told you yesterday that that was a category I felt you could win. You did. And you took advantage of that. Uh, all right, Padres Helmets get... with a stripe. You would win that category. Yeah, pa- yeah, it is a weird category for me to win, but I did it. That's right up your alley. Uh, Padres signed Wandy Paralta. Big Padre news of the day. Don't know that it's... I mean, look, it is big news because there hasn't been any news for quite some time. So uh, we're happy about that. Aztecs fall short at Colorado State last night. And um, we got Dieter Kurtenbach joining us here shortly from the Bay Area News Group. Talk a little bang, bang, Niner gang as they are uh, still bang, bang, Niner gang. still two-point favorites over the uh, the chefs. Hasn't moved, huh? In Stayed the Super there, Bowl. Huh? Stayed there today. And uh, so that tells me that the betting is coming in equally on both sides. Starting to even out a little bit. Evening out. But I, you know, in my research, because I like to read those expert picks, not because I care about what the experts say, but I like to see who's leaning one way or the other. And I'd say about 80% of quote experts are picking the Chiefs to win the game. Yeah, It doesn't mean they will. doesn't mean they should. just seems to be the uh, the general feeling out there. I doubt that is the way it is up in San Francisco, where our good friend Dieter Kurtenbach joins us here on Gwen and Chris. Dieter, how are you today? I'm good. How about you guys? We're well, great. Dieter. Thanks for this. Do the does the general 49er fan, and I mean hardcore 49er fan, does the general hardcore 49er fan realize how much distaste there is around the country for 49er fans? Um probably. I mean, I think it's not as it's not as if they're curtailing their uh curtailing their behavior at all. No. Um is 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 it a matter of uh, disliking 49ers fans because they are quite brash, or is it a matter of the 49ers being consistently successful? I think over the it last has to do years? with. I think brash was a very kind way to put it. <laughs> but yes. I think I think that's fair. Um, the, yeah, listen, I, I I deal with the Golden State Warriors on a daily basis too. I, I'm getting pretty used to the whole entitled fan base thing, so I might not be the right guy. <laughs> very good, good answer. Uh, very good. I, I, I guess I should ask. Dieter, you know, there's a lot of talk outside uh, of of Santa Clara slash San Francisco about Brock Purdy yeah. and who he is as a quarterback. But yeah. what does the city feel about Brock Purdy? Because he does come. I mean, the quarterbacks that came before him, especially early on, are are amongst the greats. I mean, where are they talking about Brock Purdy right now, and how are they talking about him in San Francisco? Well, we're, we're talking about Brock Purdy, I think, in a, in a actually a fairly reasonable way. Okay. Um, I don't think anyone's anointing him the second coming of Joe Montana, though I, I don't think it's ridiculous to say that there are some Joe Montana vibes, kind of yeah. good at everything, great at nothing, 
the intangibles that, that made Joe great seem to be present in Brock as well. But ultimately, it comes down to winning Super Bowls. This is the benefit of dealing with an entitled fan base. They know what's good and what isn't. So they don't freak out over minutia, and they definitely don't freak out over something that's um, positive but not yet legendary. And what Brock Purdy has done in this postseason has been wildly impressive. And I, I long ago tuned out the sort of national media stuff as it pertains to Brock Purdy because it became very evident to me. And I, I want to be clear about this. There's plenty to criticize Jack, Brock Purdy over. He was awful in the first half against the Lions. He was even worse in the first three quarters against the Green Bay Packers. He's not a perfect quarterback. He's six foot nothing. Uh, he's got small hands. He's a bad, bad weather quarterback. There's stuff you can get on Brock Purdy about all day, and I'll be the first to do it. But uh, it, it's clear that people nationally just haven't watched the guy play football. I've watched every one of this guy's snaps as a professional, preseason or regular season or postseason game five times, right? That's just part of the job. And this guy's got it. This guy can rip throws all over the field. He's in complete command of the offense. He is what so few quarterbacks in the NFL, and I watch every game, uh, mind you, the condensed version on NFL Plus, but every game. Uh, he is uh, what so few quarterbacks in the NFL actually are, which is the offensive coordinator on the field. And the ability to make plays with his feet and make plays with his arm, while he's not Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen, is wildly impressive. And it became pretty clear to me somewhere through the midpoint of the season, once the Niners kind of got this thing back on track after their midseason three-game losing streak, that nobody who was talking about Brock Purdy nationally had ever watched the dude play football. <laughs> like I just, I, I, it, it was truly baffling listening to people talk about him because, again, there's plenty to get on him about. He ain't perfect. There's a reason he was a seventh-round draft pick. But there's not that many good reasons. And I think that the baseline is that people held on to the belief that NFL scouts know what they're doing. And this is how I really know that these people don't know what they're talking about. Because if you ever talk to NFL scouts, it is evidently clear within five minutes, they don't know what the hell they're doing. <laughs> no. So um, it's like everyone's just guessing. If this was a science, Jamarcus Russell wouldn't have been taken one overall, or he would have been a superstar. Yeah, you know, like think about all the bad quarterbacks the Chicago Bears have had. Think about all the bad quarterbacks the Cleveland Browns have had. If this was an exact science, you think Joe Flacco's taking a commercial flight to Cleveland midway through the season <laughs> to save their season? Uh, if this was an exact science, do you think that Jimmy Garoppolo would have a Super Bowl or would he be languishing in, in football purgatory with the Raiders right now? Like none, no one knows what the hell they're doing. There is a mysticism to all of this. And Brock Purdy is one of the few quarterbacks I have seen in my time covering the NFL that has the ability to sort of cut through it. And it's very reminiscent of a guy that those entitled 49ers fans hated. I mean, for years and for damn good reason, there's a lot of Russ Wilson in this guy. And uh, my God, I can't think of a higher compliment to give a quarterback because for a decade, Russ Wilson was a thorn, and that's the nice way of putting it, in the side of the San Francisco 49ers. He was the most fun quarterback in the NFL to watch, in my estimation, until that Patrick Mahomes guy really got things going in Kansas City and, uh, and, and won a Super Bowl and should have handed it off at the one-yard line to win a second. So uh, this is the exact formula the 49ers were going for. They have a crazy cheap quarterback who 
gets underrated, underrated, underrated until, well, he becomes Mr. Unlimited or something. It gets really corny and weird. But um, they, they were able to build the best team that they could possibly build around him. They have the most cap space in the NFL still, and they spent money on every position uh, because this guy's making less than a million dollars. I mean, he, he was paid less than all four of the commentators for Fox in the NFC Championship game per year. So that just tells you where he fits in the salary cap space. And this is the exact same thing that the Legion of Boom Seahawks did. They had a cheap quarterback. They built an incredible team around him. They had Percy Harvins halfway through all this stuff. And, and they go out and they win a Super Bowl and go to another one. 49ers followed the exact same plan. And, uh, well, they're, they're on the cusp of one, and we'll see what happens next year. The one thing I think you're definitely right about Bach Purdy is that all of the pundits who – thought he was a seven-round draft pick, have to try to defend themselves mm. now and say, oh, no, we were right, yeah. you know, it, all along. And they're just, you're right, Dina, they're not anchoring. right. You know? Institutional football anchoring. You don't have to – we don't have to come out here and pretend that he's Mahomes, who, by the way, Patrick Mahomes, when it's all said and done, will be known as the greatest quarterback who ever lived. He, he's, he's unbelievable. And he's been unbelievable since the first day he showed up as the starter in Kansas City. Hell, he was unbelievable in the Week 16 or 17 game against the Cincinnati Bengals his rookie year. He is the absolute truth. And by the way, maybe this makes my life a little bit easier. Maybe this is where I'm anchored. I, I grew up a Kansas City Chiefs fan. That, that's where my family's from, Kansas City Chiefs. Starter jacket, Chiefs lunchbox, like the Kansas City Chiefs. I was all about the Kansas City Chiefs. When I was growing up, now I, I, I got off that narcotic when they lost to the Tennessee Titans in the playoffs with Alex Smith a long time ago, and I said I can't emotionally outsource anything to this damn football team. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, it hasn't been an issue for me as a professional covering covering these uh, the the NFL. But like uh, the the idea that that Patrick Mahomes uh, isn't the best quarterback of all time is insane. But I remember when Patrick Mahomes got drafted. I thought he was going to be an absolute bust. He's an air raid quarterback coming out of Texas Tech. The best air raid quarterback in the history of the NFL to that point was a guy named David Fales, who went to San Jose State. Like air raid quarterback, like, they were 0 for 53, I think I did, in, in, in some charting. And so I'm thinking Mahomes is going to be a bust. Well, I couldn't have been more wrong about anything in my entire life. He's the opposite of a bust. He's the GOAT when it's all said and done. So the fact is, we can be wrong about this. No one knows what the hell they're talking about. Right. And just because Brock Purdy was a seventh-round quarterback doesn't mean that he can't go and win a Super Bowl. He's got flaws. He's not going to be uh, Josh Allen. But by the way, Josh Allen's got flaws, too. And by the way, Josh Allen sucked his rookie year. Like, if anyone knows what the hell they're doing, if anyone's got this down as an exact science, uh, step on up because you'll make $100 million a year as an NFL head coach. They'll pay you anything if you've got the answers in this game. The ball isn't even round. How can anyone expect to know what's going to happen on the field? <laughs> a little early scouting report, the uh, Niners defense versus Patrick Mahomes, Dieter. Um, I'm yeah. looking at the last time Mahomes faced the Niners. He threw for 423. It was a regular season <laughs> yeah. win in San Francisco. He also obviously beat them in the Super Bowl game. But yeah. he's playing, he is who he is, and the 49er defense has kind of been on and off in terms of being who they normally mm -hmm. are. Uh, what are they going to have to do well here? How are they going to pull this off to try to keep him contained somewhat? I mean, you don't. You just you pray. You cross your fingers. Uh, it's actually, I, you know, watching, watching back all these playoff games, watching Kansas City, um, which I, I normally do because you can only 
take out so much of uh, your childhood every Sunday. But uh, I, I think I have a pretty good read on him. If I'm if I'm defaulting to anything, it's watching the Chiefs mainly because I love football and it's Patrick Mahomes. But uh, this is not. It's, it's hilarious to me. Again, I, I try to stay away from these national narratives and all this stuff because it just it, it clouds my brain with nonsense. But it, it is funny now seeing everybody pretend is. I think there's a headline on. I'm looking at it right now. CBSSports.com. How the Chiefs built another super team. What the hell are we talking about? Before the playoffs started, we thought this was the worst Kansas City's had under Andy Reid, that it was some sort of a joke and that Patrick Mahomes' time was about to come to an end as the, the golden child of the league. And somehow three weeks later, and like a hundred screen passes later, they're a super team. I think they're really good. I think their defense is better than their offense. Now their yeah. offense has Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, so they're going to get theirs. But I don't think schematically – Having watched what Green Bay and Detroit forced the 49ers to do defensively, I don't think schematically the Niners have to do anything that complicated. There is a level of hope and pray because Mahomes can just go thermonuclear in a way no one else can. But I think they just, if they have the pass rush, and that has been a if this season, but they still have Nick Bosa and they still have Javon Hargrave, who can be really, really good. And this guy, Chase Young, is on the end. If he wants to show up at any point since he arrived in San Francisco, that would be a nice start for him. A good opportunity for him to make a ton of money coming up in two Sundays. But um, if they rush or and drop seven, I think they have a real shot because Rasheed Rice is really good. Travis Kelsey is as good as it's ever been as a receiving tight end in the NFL, the modern-day Kellen Winslow. But they don't have dudes who can separate. They don't have guys who are going to make the big play unless the big play is just handed to them on a platter. And then even so, they might not take it. And that was the story of the Chiefs all season. They've gotten better at it, but they're still not good at it. I don't think the Niners have to do anything interesting schematically, but they do have to get home with four. And that is going to be an if. Dieter, I can, we could go on and on about the 49ers and, and this Super Bowl, because I, I think it's going to be a terrific game. Two, two really good teams uh, that match up well. But I, I want to flip to baseball since we are – right around the corner um, from spring training. Now, mm-hmm. we, we talked about this a little bit last year. I mean, it has been tough sledding for the Giants when it comes to free agency. They just have gone yep. after the big fish and seemingly swung and missed. This year, yep. they come away with something, at least. How are the folks in San Francisco feeling about the free agency? How are the Giants feeling about their free agency uh, this season? Giants feel fine about it. Um, now maybe they're just putting on a brave face so that they, they don't, uh, cause they, you know, they would, they would openly admit, you know, that you nailed it. They, they go for the big fish and they continuously came up empty. Uh, I don't know if this, this guy from Korea, uh, Jew park is going to be any good. All of the, um, the projection systems say that he's just going to be sort of a slap hitting leadoff guy. Uh, I guess that's a nice thing to have. I don't know. I, here's 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 what I know about baseball. Uh, one free agency is more often than not a fool's a fool's game. Yeah. Uh, I think folks down there in San Diego might be able to attest to that. Um, and then and then beyond that, uh, you're going to need some home runs to win. When the Giants won 107 games, which didn't happen that long ago, it happened in this decade. Uh, they led the National League in home runs. They were like 18th in baseball last year, and they're going to get worse this year. And I, I know it's overly simplistic, and I love baseball. I, I, I love it. I love the game. I love its intricacies. I love uh, just how uh, strange it is. 
But I mean, you got to hit home runs to win. I mean, not just not just to win. Like you don't stand a chance if you don't hit home runs. I, I don't understand how anyone couldn't look at this correlation with all the stats we have in baseball today and not see that it is a direct line on top of another line wins and home runs. Like it is pretty straightforward. And the giants went out and got a slap hitting center fielder. Like it's not great. And uh, uh, I, listen, I will not write off the giants because baseball is weird and strange and interesting. And because they were probably an 81 win team, before they went into the offseason, and they're probably an 81-win team afterwards, and you give them a margin of error of six or seven in either direction, and that might even get them into the playoffs, and who the hell knows once they get in there. I I just think that they need to have a fundamental restructuring thought-wise of how they go about their business, because all they've done is promise that they're going to get that big big fish free agent at some point, and they have failed again and again and again, oftentimes to their benefit, because if John Carlos Stanton came, that would not be looking so great right now. Yeah. But um, it's, it, 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 they have to build from within. And if you want to get on the Giants front office about anything, it's that they haven't built enough in order to sort of augment a roster that was bare bones when they showed, when, when Farhan Zaidi, the president of baseball operations, showed up. Uh, he, he inherited nothing. It's the worst job in baseball. I, I called it that at the time. He had a bad farm system and an aging roster that was getting worse. So you had to rebuild from everywhere, and he just hasn't built enough. He doesn't have the young guys coming through the pipeline to even trade for a big-time bat, if that's what you're looking for. And you don't have the young guys coming through the system to play and take up those at-bats that you need to fill with free agents. And so uh, they need to just buy all the way in on themselves. They need to create their own happiness through prospects. And if that means trading away some guys that you, you, you like and have some value, that, that's fine. I, I don't really care. But uh, the other thing, too, is you play it. You play in Oracle Park, Pac Bell Park, SBC, but whatever the hell you want to call it. You play in San Francisco, California in the summer. You guys down at Petco know that it's not easy to hit the ball out at night. You're playing night games in the summer in California. You're playing it right on the San Francisco Bay. I got a wild idea. You got the best ballpark for pitchers in baseball. Mm. Go get some pitchers. Yeah. Go go out there and overpay some pitchers. If you want to pay anybody, overpay some pitchers. And if you're only going to score three runs a game, you better only give up two. And frankly, it seems like a market, market advantage these days with all the pitchers going left, right. Load up. And somehow the Dodgers have done it and, and some other teams, but like, it, it just, it, it doesn't seem like they know their direction. They're trying to be something that they can never be. And uh, they're just good enough to stay mediocre forever. It's all very depressing. And uh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> comes from trip. Well, Padre fans certainly hope you're right about the giants, but uh, in the meantime, say hi to Bob Melvin for us. And uh, thanks we for all Bob. your great time. Uh, as <laughs> always, great stuff, Dieter. We'll love, love catching up with you. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Thanks Dieter. Sounds good. Come save me in Las Vegas. <laughs> Will do. Enjoy. Will do. Scraby will be there. He's going to be looking for a ticket. So isn't that isn't that, isn't that funny though about the Giants? I know we got to get the breakers. We're a little bit late, but that is how they won their World Series is with dominant pitching. They never had great offenses. Never. Ballpark's not designed for a, a prolific offense. I don't think. Uh, no. Slap it's hard to hit it out there. He said that. Slap hitting center fielder. <laughs> What'd they pay that guy? A lot. A ton. All right. How much did we make yesterday in the Daily Gambit? We'll find out when Not hour number much. two kicks off with Gwen and Chris next. 301. Tony Wynn Jr. Crisello, Matt Gravy. Daily Gambit coming your way. Hadn't gone good for me this week. I've been 
It's a good thing this isn't real money, because I would be broke. Right You've now. given a lot back this uh, yeah, week. After after just you having, made a bunch for a ha- while. Having a good week last week, it has uh, turned uh, the wrong way for your boy. A um, couple things, a lot of things going on, floating around the 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 uh, social media world today. The interwebs. The interwebs. Uh, you got J.C. Kelsey in your big five? Uh no, you I don't. don't. Did you guys see this? Did you guys see him and uh, his brother on their podcast, what they were talking about? Was it Patrick Mahomes and the redirecting, or was it the kicking? Yes. No, it was the re- – it was – it was. wait, the redirecting? Oh, no. you're talking about the play. Yes. No, I'm talking about the whole thing with uh, Justin Tucker. Uh, yeah, uh, let me pull that up. Yeah, you, you should it. pull that up. So uh, for those who may not have saw it, pregame, yeah. Justin Tucker, at least from those watching on TV, looked like – he was getting bullied a little bit. Travis Kelsey picked up his footballs, just threw him back behind the end zone, took his little kick holder thing and threw tossed that, that tossed, away. Tossed that away, continued throwing their passes. Yeah. However, today the Kelsey brothers kind of gave us a peek behind the curtain of unwritten rules of NFL and what actually happened in that situation. Well, I'm getting painted as the bad guy. I had multiple people text me in the game. What's Travis doing? And I'm like, dude, you guys have no idea. Justin Tucker is uh, warming up and there's an exchange between you and him. There's also exchange between Pat and Tucker. We do our same warm up every single time on our side of the field. Specialists, because of like the win factor, they get a chance to kick at both field goals. But it's always if you're trying to go onto the other team's designated area, stay out of their way. That is the unwritten rule. You don't interfere with what they have going on. If you want to be a f- dick about it, you keep your helmet and your football and your <laughs> kicking tee right where the quarterbacks are warming up. Eyes are looking left and they got a helmet down by their feet. If you're not going to pick that up, I'll happily move that for you. It's actually kind of dangerous. I get it. I mean, he was kind of winking at me, like being a dick about it, like trying to get under the skin. He knew what he was doing. I get it. But me and Pat, we just weren't in a joking mood. So yeah. <laughs> He went on on to say that uh, if you want to be a – I have no problem one-upping you on being a you-know-what. Yeah, Yeah. uh, and we said it yesterday. Why are you giving Patrick Mahomes any more ammunition? He's already going to rip your heart out. I thought it was interesting just hearing the the kind of the unwritten rules. Like, all right, kickers get to use both sides, but – you're not supposed to use this side unless we're not here, basically. Right. You right? don't put your stuff right in the middle of where our warm-ups are. And uh, was it Mahomes himself who said that he's only had to deal with this three times in his it's, entire it's, career? It's all Justin Tucker. And all three times it was Justin Tucker. So I, I thought that Justin was great. Tucker needs a, needs a podcast so that we can hear back from him. <laughs> Justin Tucker's a very popular player he, in Baltimore. I mean, it, Justin Tucker said it was all, it was kind of it was kind of gamesmanship. I didn't think that's what Kelsey was referring to. He's like, Justin, he's winking, sorry yeah. if you know we took it to a level that you didn't expect it to go to. But if you're going to take on <laughs> Travis Kelsey right now, you're also taking on the most popular podcast in the. Is it yeah. in the world? It's it up there. I mean, it's, it's way up, up there. there. In a short period of time. It's yeah. definitely uh, in sports right now, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Everybody the, listens the, to these guys. They have the good. They have a really good dynamic. You got you got Jason, who is like the people's like people's person. Like yeah. everybody can relate to Jason Kelsey, or has a fan, a, a friend that reminds him of Jason Kelsey. And then you got you got Travis, who is like the the heartbeat. He really the heartthrob, is. I should say. Yes, yes, Travis yeah. Kelsey. Man, right. those guys are killing it they right now. <laughs> would it wouldn't nice be? Would it be nice to be a Kelsey? 
The only reason I can think of to even remotely root for the 49ers is to give us a little less of Travis Kelsey because he's taking over the world right now. <laughs> he's on his way. He's yeah. on his way. All right, let's play some Daily Gambit. Do you like money? I think about money a lot. Do you like money without doing anything? Uh, duh, winning. Do you want to make money while watching sports? I think Washington is immortal luck. Washington! Woohoo! If you answered yes, this is your segment. Just don't blame us when you lose. Well, nothing is ever your fault. It's your game. Take it. Gwen and Chris go through the top bets of the day in The Daily Gambit on 97.3 The Fan. Daily Gambit is our daily sports betting segment here on Gwen and Chris. Please, everybody, gamble responsibly. And I don't know if you guys have seen this, but Patrick Mahomes has a, a picture going around the internet right now. And... It's of him shirtless. It's of him shirtless. He's got a dad bod. He's got a dad bod, and I love it because he's making guys (laughs) with dad bods everywhere look great. So since we're getting our chief stuff out of the way, Patrick Mahomes was really funny too because he's like, "Why did they do me like that?" I'm not gonna lie, I was really surprised. I thought he just had like one of them flap jackets on underneath his me too uniform, and I just you know didn't think anything of it. You didn't know he was actually chubby. He was a little fluffy. A little fluffy. A little fluffy. Yeah, he's a little. It's a little fluffy. I bet you he has to have that, honestly, because he plays quarterback and no, he gets hit a lot. It's because he's a dad. He's, oh, a, it, oh, he's a young dad. Well, I guess that's why they call it a dad. dad bond. It's, he's a young dad. Now, like Tom, right? You know, Tom got to towards the end. He started slimming up. Kids are a little older. You're not. You get some sleep. You can actually like plan your day a little bit. <laughs> he can't do that right now. So he this is this is what you get. All right. Well, he's still playing football at the highest level even though he has a dad bod. <laughs> Let's start with some of the bets that we did last night. North Carolina against Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech was home, but North Carolina was favored by eight and a half points. You guys chose Georgia Tech. I chose North Carolina and I was wrong. I Georgia- warned you. You did. Georgia teams Tech continue to lose on the road to unranked opponents. This right. must be all like my year only long win on this joint. The Aztecs were two-and-a-half-point yeah. underdogs in the game against Colorado State. We all chose the Aztecs. We were all wrong. Colorado State won 79-71. The Atlanta Hawks played the Los Angeles Lakers. Chris and Tony chose the Lakers. The Hawks were favored by six. Hawks won by a lot, 138-122. Are you yeah. trying to Did soften to the blow that? to Tony by, by saying lot. they won by a lot? No, that was me trying to take a He was a trying to try and turn oh. the screws up. Oh, yeah. he would, you were not trying to soften the blow. No. Now I, should, jo- I should know better. <laughs> now, Joel Embiid, his streak is over of scoring 30 points a game because he's not feeling so good right now. He only scored 14 points. Our bet was over under 37 and a half points in the game last night. We all went over. We were all wrong. We all fell for the banana in the tailpipe on did. that one. And we he's did. also been uh, ruled out of the Sixers next game. Thursday at Utah. That's What's three. Going on? So he now four. only has three more oh, games three, or four yeah. that he can miss and still be eligible for MVP. This is starting to become a, quite the uh, subject matter now. It is around the NBA. And I and I and because I, as you and I said, it's having the wrong you know in, in intended consequences. It's having the wrong effect, but there's no one to blame but the teams and the players. You're Ultimately, right. You have right? A good point. Like they were the ones, whether it was a player saying, ah, I'm good on a night, or a team saying, hey, we don't want you out there. They forced the NBA to put this rule in. And so the, the unintended consequences are consequences nonetheless. 
And this is going to be one of them. This isn't going to be the first time this happens. Yeah. I mean, you could end up with Embiid, Halliburton. Donkic is missing a game. I think he's missing the game tonight, as a matter of fact, for Dallas. Oh, let me get over by my lineup. You could, <laughs> well, the only reason I say that is because they're 13-point underdogs in their game, Dallas, so tonight. So it up. sounds like Donkic is not playing. But, yeah, I mean, you could end up with about the eighth-best guy in the league winning the MVP award this year. It's going to be weird. Yep. Definitely going to be weird. One note, if you are looking to bet on game, just know that Ben Simmons – is already out of the next game, guys. He played so. one game yeah. in his comeback. Almost yes. messed around and almost got a triple-double. Yeah, he got Yes, he actually played well. He has a knee contusion, so they're going to keep him out of his next game. <laughs> who do you have as the odds-on favorite to score the first touchdown in the Super Bowl? Scrape, who do you think? Ooh. I'm C- just going to go. I, no, I was just going to go with the obvious. Christian not even close. CMC plus 340. Kelsey next? Nope. There's one person ahead of Kelsey. Kadarius Tony? <laughs> Not him. Not him. Uh, there's one person ahead of him. Yeah. I will say Isaiah Pacheco. Isaiah Pacheco is the number uh, two selection. Yeah. Just running backs. Then Kelsey, Samuel, Rashi Rice, Ayuk, Kittle. I might bet on Patrick Mahomes, plus 2,200. <laughs> I think it's pretty good odds. I mean, he scrambles for a lot of that stuff. They said Pacheco runs like he bites people. <laughs> he kind of does. Did you guys see, you know, they've talked a lot about Brock Purdy and the fact he was Mr. Irrelevant. Isaiah Pacheco was only about 20 spots ahead of him. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, both teams have gotten uh, a brilliant player late in the draft. Not Mr. Relevant though. So. No, not as not as brilliant as your guy, Scraby. <laughs> like everything I say is a contest with him. Until the Super Bowl's over, it is. Uh, that's it for my bets. All right, here we go for tonight on ours. We've got a pretty good schedule of games. Starting off with top-ranked Purdue. They're home tonight to Northwestern. Hmm. Purdue won, or actually Northwestern won the first meeting. That's why I brought this one up. Purdue is home tonight, favored by 13.5 against Northwestern, a team that beat them earlier this season. Tony, why don't you uh, lead us off since you're 2-7 this week. Sorry about that. There was no way to sugarcoat your record. No, there isn't. There's not a nice way to say that, is there? No, there isn't. Give me Purdue. He'll take Purdue minus the points. Scraby, you're also 2-7 this week. I agree. Purdue redemption game. Purdue redemption I'm five and four, which isn't great, but a little better than you guys. I'm going to go Purdue. Also, they get them back. Uh, big game in the Mountain West tonight: Boise State at New Mexico. Two teams that are uh, slated to go to the tournament. Two teams that are playing well, but New Mexico. How big of a home court do they have? They're eleven point favorites. Ooh. That seems like a lot. Scraby, what do you think? Oh gosh, I have to go first. At Albuquerque tonight. At the Kirk. The the Boise is in elevation as well, so maybe that's not an issue. It's not the pit, though. I thought New Mexico was the pit. New Mexico's the pit. Yeah, he said it's not. not the Boise not, doesn't play in the play pit, pit normally. Oh, oh. Uh, I'm going to go with Boise State. You're going to take the points yeah, there. Yep, yep. New Mexico has been blowing everybody out at home, including the Aztecs. I'm going to take New Mexico. They just keep uh, the good times rolling. I'm going to take the Lobos as well. Another Lobo. All right. Uh, We've got uh, NBA action tonight. Two of the top teams in the West are hooking up in Oklahoma City. It is Denver at Oklahoma City. Mm. Should take a little closer at this. OKC is favored by six. 
No Jokic. Jokic is going to sit out yeah. this game? I think so. I mean, you've Didn't got I the... How many so, games is that, Jokic? No kidding. He's going to be out of the MVP running pretty soon. Without him, sure. i got to take Oklahoma City. Basketball yeah, players, out. Basketball players are petty enough to, like, all be in cahoots and, like, let's all... So no one can win MVP? <laughs> the MVP <laughs> of the NBA this year, Kobe White <laughs> of the Chicago Bulls. Congratulations, Kobe. You're the only guy who played 70 games. Six points, huh? I'll take OKC, although Denver seems to play well with Jokic out. Uh, I think they're going to get burned tonight. Tony? They're getting burned. OKC. OKC. You and I are giving points all over the place. And uh, Scraby? I don't know who said this, but it was a fellow NBA player, but they said that Shea Gilgis-Alexander is unstoppable. So I'm going to say OKC. He's been pretty unstoppable this year. All-star. We're going to do one uh, women's college basketball game tonight. Scraby likes these. There's not norm- They don't always put odds out for women's college basketball, but they did tonight for the game between third-ranked <laughs> Iowa at Northwestern, Northwestern getting some love on the show today. Iowa's nineteen and two. Northwestern seven and thirteen. Caitlin Clark. Caitlin Clark plays for Iowa. Their favorite. You like this, Scraby, by thirty-five and a half points. Oh my goodness! On the road. Tony, you're first. Uh, Purdue's playing Northwestern too, right? In men's, okay. yes. This is the women's matchup, and it's in Northwestern. The home team gets thirty-five and a half points. Tony, thinking it through. She's gonna be too. She's gonna be too much for. Him. Too Tim's much. You're giving the points. You're giving the points. You are just giving points. All and giving points. So I gotta change something up. All right, Scraby. That's what about said. you? Who do you like here? Um, you love these big spreads. I do. That's why because I put they're this in so for you. difficult to pick. Yeah, they are. They're all difficult to pick. Otherwise, we would all make money on this stuff, <sighs> which we don't. Which we don't. You know, I'm gonna hope that they can lose by. You know, 34 points. So I'm going to say Northwestern. I'll take Northwestern also. That's a lot. That is a lot. Hopefully Iowa has enough heart to call off the dogs. Don't call off the dogs. Caitlin Clark only going to have like 20 points. She's got a points record to break. So they're Uh, calling off the dogs. Let's go. That is true. 35 and a half. Uh, One hockey game tonight. The Kings struggling at Nashville. Nashville struggling even more. So the Kings are favored by a goal and a half. Scraby. Um, every time I bet the Kings, I get it wrong. So I'm going to go Nashville. Nashville. I'm going to go the Kings. They've been good on the road this year, but not lately. Time to return to their winning ways. Yeah, I'm going Nashville. You're taking you're taking the goals. Here. Every time I pick the Kings, they lose. So they haven't done it, and they, or they don't cover one of the two. So all right, there's our picks for today. We'll see how it all turns out. Is this me? This yeah. is me. Let's get the break. Two. When we come back. <laughs> All of a sudden, Scraby's guy in the PGA Tour is talking a little different about the live guys. You'll Who's this, Rory? Yeah. He's got a little. Rory's? He's, 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 softening, a, he's softening a little bit. Oh, boy. We'll he get has into no it. choice. We'll get into it on the other, and we're going to Chris in a way. Two is the time. Welcome back. Gwen and Chris. Casella, Tony Gwynn Jr., and the golf expert, Matt Scraby, over there. Uh, your tourist continues to be a mess, Scraby. Don't don't put it on me. Well, I'm putting it's it on you because you're the only guy. You love golf you're out there. You're the one that brought golf to our lives, really. You did. We wouldn't talk any golf <laughs> if it weren't for you. Sometimes I wish I'd never uh, brought it up. Your boy is uh, one of your you. many boys on the tour is uh, Rory McIlroy. Yeah. Otherwise just known as Rory. 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 Or Roars. And uh, what? he's roars. Yes. I haven't heard that Stop one. It. Yeah, no, I haven't heard go, that go one. Look I'm, not, at that. I'm not going there. Go look at that. 
John Rahm has departed the PGA Tour for the Live Golf League. Was I with you guys when the Live commercial came on yesterday? Yes, yes. yes. they actually that had a crazy. commercial. Yes, they did, and they said you can watch all of the all of the tournaments on the CW. I, I love, that. and I was like, <laughs> nobody's going to watch. I love Nobody even has the CW to... as a click channel, no. like your favorites. You I, don't even stop there. I love the fact that they tried to sneak John Rahm in at like the very end. They were like, right, they the flicky, all the right. He's just like, why are you hiding him to the last? I would have turned if yeah. I yeah. had the option here. Yeah, exactly. Another uh, another golfer is defected, Terrell Hatton, which doesn't move the needle. But what do you got on him? Anyway, scout uh, report. I mean, <laughs> what do you got on him? He's, he's, report, he's huh? a Ryder Cup guy, so he's good enough to be oh, a wow. European Ryder Cup player. Did not know that. But he's not like a star okay but he um, is with live now so anyway mcelroy has been very vocal in saying what big man that none of these guys should ever be allowed back on the pga tour basically in 2022 he declared war basically on and at the time the landscape was much different yeah, well, you know stand on business let's go i mean come on i mean if you if you if you feel a certain way you're wimping out now well because Everything has changed when the yeah. PGA Tour themselves are like, hey, you know, we're actually going to join Live now. I know we said we weren't going to join Live, but we're actually going to try and join yeah, now, Live. Now, Rory, I mean, Rory looked like a sucker when they first made that move. They decided and he they, dropped out. He and, was like, I'm, I'm done he, being and he, you know, he kind of was mad at everybody. Yeah. And now he looks like even more of a sucker. Well, you know, just I don't think he let looks everybody like, no, back in. I don't think he looks like a, a sucker yeah, because, no, like a sucker. because yeah. at the time... There were a lot of people that were behind him, and as time has gone on, the only option it seems like so now is, is, is for live golf or to go play live golf. If you want to make money, doesn't but, it seem like he's being a little bit uh, speaking out of both sides? That's though. what it seems like. But he's he, also his, said quote, that. Because, his quote today was, "I think you've got to let them come back." Yeah, and I think he said and that. It's he, hard said to, he said it's hard to punish them. Well, you wanted to like he wanted to take away their the clubs forever, but you guys aren't thinking about the big picture. No, I am thinking everything about, has changed. I, I also saw that the PGA has like a three billion dollar deal with some uh, U.S. guys. So yeah, but that came out of because the uh, Saudi investment fund was blocked by our government, so they had to find new money, and so now they found money within the United States. Let's not forget. They sounds were like you're going, taking up for your buddy Rory. They were going to join up with the Saudi fund. The PGA Tour was, and now they're not. And they were blocked from doing that because of the government kind of stepping in. Are you sure that's right? I yeah. feel like they're still in negotiations. I thought I've heard that. I, I think I think Scraby's getting us off the topic here, which is that <laughs> which Rory is, is Rory, a two faced yeah, exactly. slug. Exactly. And I'd like to get back He's to that for a minute. Two faced slug. I, I like the way you kind of diverted my attention. <laughs> yes, there. you tried to divert our attention. But that, no, I'm trying to make your guys' opinion a little bit more educated because okay. oh, right. don't I'm, go I'm, there. Go we're because we're fully Rory educated. In 2022, said those things. The PGA Tour was. Going to operate on its own, and they were going to continue the club. Okay, and then the PGA Tour completely backtracked. So if anyone looks like the Two Face Slug, oh no, we know they look the like PGA the Two Face Slug too. Yes, but, but but yeah, right. He was holding out. Rory and, wanted and, their heads though. I, even if I didn't agree with Rory, I had to respect the fact that the guy was sticking behind what he said. Right, but he no longer seems to be doing that, and I would hasten to even guess that when he is. By himself, putting the ball 
on a lonely Sunday afternoon somewhere I practicing. I don't, see how, I don't see how a guy who stood up for all these other guys is the one who's going to take the fall. But He's not taking the You didn't fall. hear what I did, was even, about to say. Let him finish. Let me finish. Oh, yeah, when he's, when he's right. got a moment to himself, i got to believe that Rory McIlroy says, is there any way? That I could join the live tour oh, without looking coming. like a total, you think he's gonna join total the live tour? sellout. Yes, you think he's going to sell out? Because I, wow, I that think would... that's what's keeping him from doing it. Is that he just knows it would be uh, he would take such a beating that the, I he think couldn't right possibly there. do it. He'd I think take, you're right he, there. it would be a rich beating he'd take. Yes, he would get think... a check. Wouldn't they give him a check for like fifty million dollars right More away? More than that. They're probably paying More than that. I mean, John Rahm was supposedly making four hundred or six hundred or something million. But That's this crazy. new, I would like to see how this new uh, kind of PGA Tour goes because now players are going to have equity in the PGA Tour. I haven't been able to get through the. 5,000 page article that I was trying to read. So I will report back when I find out more, but I would like to see how this goes. I think guys will be into it. The original, the original thing with Liv was that Phil Mickelson, I don't know that he was, he's the face of the, the move to live, but the reason was because players were not able to make money off of their own brand under the PGA tour umbrella. Like Phil Mickelson would try to use uh, a shot from, uh, a tournament on a commercial, but he would have to pay PJ Tour to use oh, his own highlight. So now crazy. they're going to try to get the players involved a little bit more and give them a little bit more ownership of their own career. But I still need to read the rest of that article. Well, uh, as Tony and I have said accurately, and, and you try to say that we're uninformed, <laughs> what we have said that is accurate is that the only way this thing is going to ever get figured out is for these two to come together in one way, shape, yep. or form. And I don't know how they're going to do it or what's going to have to be given way, but golf is going to not be anywhere near what it was until they get all these guys back together. I'm with you. I mean, this is the AT&T Pebble Beach this weekend, and there's no buzz. I mean, Scheffler's playing, Rory's playing, but this used to be a big deal. I don't. Well, the, no the, the reason that there's buzz is because they've now made the this tournament like one of the more important tournaments. It's like uh, stage five or something. This is who knows that. No, this is PJ Tour. Oh, who knows but that? Because they're making the the purse bigger. They're going to try to tell people this weekend mm-hmm. the the is a is a whole outdated thing, but like. I think people don't like watching the Pebble Beach Pro-Am because they're watching the pros and then they have to watch the amateurs as well, which I think is not TV-friendly. Right. I just think the fact that all the big-name golfers are now on the Live Tour I mean, is an Chris issue. Chris is never going <laughs> to... Okay. Well, I'm not going to budge because I'm I'm speaking for the masses. You're speaking for the you know hardcore golf fan who's going to tune in and watch no matter what. I'm saying that they're losing the general... I don't disagree with you. you. Know, They're losing public, me, as it were. They're losing me. I I love the Farmers they Insurance Open. Have, they definitely have lost you. I will say. I didn't pay. I watched the Farmers Insurance Open over the weekend, but it didn't have the same field because it didn't have the same field. See, field, field. I see what you did there. Who won the Farmers Insurance Open? Uh, his name was Matthew, right? I can't remember his last name. He's wow. French. That's all you that need would, to know would, right there. Pavon, Pavon. That, That's all you need to know right there, though, that the biggest golf fan I know can't I tell you who it. won the tournament in our city I four days it. ago. Are you sure that's it? Yeah. Well, you kind of got it. It took you a moment, though. It wasn't top of mind. So within the 10 seconds it, that we're going to get cert- Chris versus the fans. It certainly wouldn't have worked in a fantastic game show, a first you name. Did, you did not ask your boyfriend uh, over there, what? your significant <laughs> other, I should say, to help you with that answer? 
I have no idea. What, what well, I'm referring to our call to our contestant yesterday. Oh, she used, oh, 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 okay, okay. She went with the boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was. I referring mean, there to. was someone there, but when you repeat the question in the way she did, yeah, I shouldn't have brought that up. I'm just. <laughs> why do I do it? Why? 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 All I, right. I'm sad though. In in conclusion, I'm sad, and I think that they should let, just let everybody play in the majors. Can you imagine a major with Matthew Pavon? I think Rory agrees with you now. I know Rory's seeing now the light. Rory's a smart guy. He knows when his time was over, and now he's looking towards the future. I applaud him. Our future will hold within it a sports court. Yes. So if you are having trouble in your life, in your sports world, anywhere, those are where the questions go. Tony and I somehow have been elevated to the uh, to the level <laughs> of those who can, yes, we can solve all problems, all-knowing. Bring them to us. Bring it to us. Bring us your poor. Your, there's a saying there, but I don't know it, so let's get to break I'm, while I still have a chance. <laughs> The 2024 Pro Bowl games are this Sunday, and you can catch them here, right here, on 97.3 The Fan. And the Odyssey app starting at noon, live from Orlando. Sports court, where, as Chris said before we went to break, it has become more than just sports. It might just be court now. Yeah. Because it's, it's very rare now. We get a I sports. feel like Judge Judy every time we do this Trying to Live keep people's relationships <laughs> alive out there. You got the typewriter uh, words hopefully coming up. No, hopefully no, nobody out there lost their wedding ring this week. Yeah. Oh, no. no, no that's but if you one. did, I've got great info for you. <laughs> Having just don't gone through it. it myself. Yeah, that's probably the best. Don't do yeah, it. Yeah, don't do it in the first place. That'd yes. be good. Yes. Uh, we, have a, we have a couple here. We have uh, someone who is sharing your dilemma. I don't get it, but they say they have a friend who's an annoying 49er fan, and they want to know how to deal with them. <laughs> you don't get that. Huh? Also, a fantasy sports one where a league is, is doing something that's going to maybe kick one of the longer members out and then um they're gonna ask you to help name their baby wow we're gonna name a baby today well no you're gonna give your input on the name there is a name that they're thinking but this person does not want that name well all right let's without further ado thank you let's get to some traffic then sports court from the we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Do you have a sports issue, San Diego? Do you need a third party to make a decision? The guys have put on their robes and picked up their gavels. All rise. Here comes the judge. Gwen and Chris Sports Court starts now on 97.3 The Fan. And uh, before you get started, Mr. Scraby, Sports Court is sponsored today by Spiro's Mediterranean Food. For authentic Mediterranean cuisine in Coronado or La Jolla, Dining takeout options. Visit SpirosCuisine.com, as I said, for wonderful Greek delights. I think that's what I said. <laughs> you did a last break. <laughs> you did. Don't worry, everyone. We, we had was, a good old time. Hey, that was a great recovery. I like right pulled there. it out of thin air because I had nothing there. I was about to say, it sounded like you were running out of gas. I was out of gas. And completely. I'll give Chris some props because I forgot to put that in the grid today, so he remembered all on his own. Good, all right. Good very job, good by Chris. me. Boom. All right, Sports Corps, if you have any issues with your friends or if you hear one of these and you think, uh, I want I want Tony and Chris's opinion on this, then just <laughs> write me at Matt Scravy on uh, Twitter or Instagram. But here we go. The first one we have today is from Vaughn. Now, Vaughn starts like this. I almost didn't ask this. Well, no, he's this is me. I almost didn't ask this because of the first sentence. But here he goes. I am a Seahawks fan, and I, like you guys, I have a really annoying fan who is a 49er fan. We get along for most of the year, but when football starts, he is the most depraved human on earth. Sure, my team had the upper hand for a while, but I can't claim that now. Here's my dilemma. I am not much of a party guy, but ever since college, I've thrown the Super Bowl party all my friends go to. We have Super Bowl squares, one of my friends has a barbecue food truck, and usually have around 30 people over. I don't think I want to invite my friend because I know what's going to happen. He's going to either be the most annoying happy guy on earth if the 49ers win, or the most annoying sad guy on earth if the 49ers lose. I think he's actually maybe okay with me not inviting him, but Tony, do you think I should invite him to the party? From Vaughn. Yeah. I think I think you I think you gotta invite him. Really? You got to invite him. I, I mean I think it says a lot about you as an individual if you go ahead and bring him on in. Wow. Bring him on in. Wow, I did not expect you to say that, Chris. Do you think? Would you? Uh, do you think he should invite him to the party as friends? Absolutely not. I have <laughs> lived this my entire life. I knew this was coming. <laughs> it wasn't just Scraby. I've told people this before. Brad Miles, Mike Miles, my fraternity brothers from way back when at San Diego State, two of the biggest, most annoying fans in the history 
of my life. And they were both 49er fans. Uh, once we got out of the fraternity, actually was roommates with those two guys. And wouldn't you know it, the 49ers won the Super Bowl both years that I was rooming with them. It was torture, I tell you. So if you want to be tortured. Look, the thing is the good that I will say about Vaughn, he knows what he's getting into. Like, he's not going to surprise him. He knows that if he invites this guy and the 49ers win, he's going to be impossible to deal with. So, you know, listen to yourself, Vaughn. Listen to <laughs> yourself. Listen. and I, uh, But Tony's a, Tony's being the nice guy here. Yes. Would, I'm just trying to save you from the agony. I would totally respect it if you said, nah, it ain't worth it. I ain't invite him. But I'm just saying, it also probably makes for a better... At vibe, least, not vibe, but a more memorable Super Bowl yeah. party when you got a guy there. Nothing that, that ever happened when I watched the 49er games with the Miles brothers made it more memorable. Except if they go down in defeat. Yeah. He will be a sad, sad man at that Super Bowl party. I did have one moment of happiness during that era. Uh, Brad was my actual roommate. And he had me tape a Monday night game between the 49ers and Giants because he was working, and then he came home and watched it. <laughs> I'd already seen the result. That particular game, the 49ers led 17 nothing and lost 21-17. I drew great joy from sitting across the room and watching him as they crumbled the lead away. <laughs> that is diabolical. But it that, didn't happen very that's, often. That's probably the best way to watch it, too. Yes. For it to be a lead, and then they lose it at the yeah. end. Yeah. I, times, oh, because like, the first yes. half, he was prancing around. <laughs> like, ah, we got it. Yeah, you know, 17 nothing. I yeah, can totally imagine win. that happening. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's harsh. All right, well, I'm sorry, Vaughn. You well, you really have to break it. the tie. You're the uh, tiebreaker. Um, what are you doing? Come on. I say it's okay if, if you think that your friend is okay with not going to the party and it's okay that you don't get invited, then don't invite them and see what they say. Because maybe I'm just putting my own spin on it because I don't like to go to parties at all. So I, I don't know. I say I say invite him and make him say no. There we go. All right. Two votes for invite. All right. But a strong vote against it. A strong <laughs> vote against it. Before we get into the next one, the San Diego Legion is hosting a special rugby match between the All Blacks and Fiji in July, and they are running a special pre-sale offer until 6 p.m. tomorrow. Get your special All Blacks versus Fiji pre-sale code with the purchase of Legion season tickets at sdlegion.com. All right. Next one is from Steve. Wasn't that hard of a name to remember. All right, this is about fantasy Where's the baseball. Order? Oh, order! sorry, sorry, sorry. That's right. Order. 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 Thank you. Everyone. Wow. Thank My you. My goodness. Thank you. Getting angry there. I'm in a fantasy baseball league and have been for the past five years. This group is dedicated, and we all were, and we all were in the same dorm ten years ago, so we know each other well. This year, they want to do something I'm not a fan of at all. As our group gets older, some of the guys are spending lots of money. Everything is about what kind of restaurant you go to or car you drive, and now it's entered our Fantasy Baseball League. They want to raise the entry fee to a cool 1000 Monopoly dollars, allegedly. That's ten times what it has been. Obviously, I'm not a fan, and I voiced that, but we took a vote, and it was 7-5 to five in favor of the increase. There's nothing I can really do here, and I'm going to have to leave the league... I just wanted to know if you guys think, Chris, think this is a chicken bleep move. 
I don't think it's a chicken bleep move, but I would probably have to leave the league, too. I, I like fantasy baseball. I've done it for so long. I have lost my shirt the last four <laughs> or five years, and they're actually trimming some of the fees in our league. Because in our league, it's a $1 for every transaction you make. Oh, wow. That means if you've got Tony Gwynn Jr. on your bench on a Thursday and Ronald Acuna is off, so you want to put Tony Gwynn Jr. in for one day, that costs you $2 because you got to put him in one day and take him out anyway. By the end of the season, I'm owing hundreds and hundreds of dollars. And when I give the total to my wife at the end of the season – for how much money she needs to Venmo to the league. It's not a it's happy not an moment. not an easy conversation. <laughs> not an easy conversation. $732. I mean, what it's bad. Did you come in, honey? What place did you come in? Last year? Ninth. Yeah. I mean, I had oh, a terrible man. year. I mean, it costs too much. I like man. to play, but I don't like to pay that much. So You got you to gotta win the league every if so often. If you win it once you, in a while, then you're your okay. Yes, yeah. but I have, not, I have not been able to win in recent years. So. Uh, we got a couple things in the chat. Junior says, "Do it." I don't know what that means either. Let him play. Let him he come. wants to pay the foul. Here, look, can, we, can I get can, your I, money I, up from Divine Sports? I Gospel. got some questions for Steve. I can't imagine that you've been in a league with five years now, and they up the ju- they jump the price from like a low number to a thousand, a hundred to a thousand. Like I, I just can't see that happening. All ten guys can do that, like. Seven guys can apparently. Clearly, seven. Can. <laughs> That's a lot. That is a lot. Like, and so, I'm, so I'm, my point is, is, it, is did it, did the jump go from like nine hundred to a thousand? Did it go from, did it go from five hundred to a thousand? Because then you know, then it might be a little chicken bleep, you know. But otherwise, man, hey, if you can't, you, you know, your your buddies have decided that. Scraby's looking for another player in his league, and he wants me to do it, and I don't want to. So maybe this well, uh, Steve no, can come no, join your league. Steve can join your league. There's no fee in your league, right? Yeah, but no. The point <laughs> is to have you in the league. It's not for Steve they, to they be want, in the They league. want to take down a, a I boss. Know. You know, three would, years really ago, my there. fantasy football league that I've been in with my friends for like 15 years, they would, voted on a raise of five times, and honestly, I'm surprised that... Well, you got you. You guys are. You yeah, I, I didn't. I yeah, it didn't pass. So I, I'll this, say this. This, this is what I will tell Steve. Steve, just know if you do decide to get in this league, that's a thousand dollars ahead. The ramifications of popping off. It becomes more serious. It becomes a little more serious. Just ask Tommy Pham. I mean, and Jock Peterson, like if. Right when you start getting that price tag, that's too much, man. Up. Your friends aren't going to remain I'm a, friends. Yeah. This, this is uh, you're getting into to real I'm business. Assuming assuming somebody... This is like an eight, nine thousand dollar pot. Right, I, I'm saying. No, that's a twelve thousand dollar pot. 12, if there's I'm sure that guys. I'm hoping second place gets it back. <laughs> well, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, but if you make a shenanigan move in July, picking up somebody off a waiver somebody wire, the gets... other eleven people are going to feel some type of way about it. Somebody can want to put hands on you. <laughs> be careful. Yeah, yeah. This it's too much a, money, Steve. Tell them we said so. This is very interesting. Um, Tell them we said people so. People are saying on the chat to just pay up. I don't understand no, it. Disagree. This is weak hey, sauce. If you ain't got it, Steve. You ain't got it. Man. I haven't yeah. said weak sauce since I was like twelve. I think even but... if you got it, your friendships are more important. And a thousand, uh, a twelve thousand dollar, you know, uh, prize is right enough there. to break up some friendships. Oh yeah. Oh yeah! Second place gets their money back, so that's still eleven, I'm eleven hoping. grand. Woo. 
Yeah, that's a that's that's a league yeah. right there, boys. I I don't know that I could do it. <laughs> I, I just knowing that half of my like yearly pay is being going into a fantasy baseball league. It's crazy. So, Steve, we feel for you. Maybe you go and check your couch and see if there's any hundred dollar bills. I feel like the one league I played in when I was playing was like fifteen hundred. These guys are doing yes, it. but and, you're and, a major and, league baseball and player, I tra- and I split that with with a with the Who's Chris Dorfia. Oh, okay, Dino, Dino, man, that's still a lot. That, I'm saying though, this dude's talking about a thousand. They do it a thousand by themselves. Yeah, and these guys aren't major league baseball players. So, all right, Steve, let me know what happens. Let me know what you decide, Steve. Order, order, order. All right, to our final one. Now, this one, you guys are going to help name a baby. <laughs> and it goes like this. <laughs> the dingo ate your baby. The dingo ate your baby. Uh, That's actually Lane. a very sad story. Very good, Elaine. Um, this is from Dan. I am currently about two months away from having a little boy. My first kid, and I'm really excited. My wife is from Kansas City and loves her Chiefs. She also really loves Taylor Swift. For her, this union has been one of the best things to ever happen to her. She's tripled down on her love for the team and for Taylor, and when we have been picking names, she keeps going back to names of players on the Chiefs. She at first wanted to name him Patrick, but my dad's name is Patrick, and I can't name my kid after Patrick Mahomes instead of my dad. Long story short, we've been arguing about this for months, and she is dead set on one name, Taylor. Yes, like after Taylor Swift. She said it makes sense, and she really likes the name. I don't mind the name in a vacuum, but I can't name my boy after Taylor Swift. Tony. Do we know it's a boy for yes, sure? Yes, okay, he said we boy. do. Am I wrong in this? Just your dad. Is that what you're this is you're Dan, saying? Yeah, Am I Dan's wrong writing in, in, and he wants to know if he's wrong for not wanting Taylor as the name of his boy because of his wife's love of Taylor Swift. Well, and the listen. Chiefs. Uh, the first get the first suggestion was Patrick, but her dad's name is Patrick. His dad's name is Patrick, but they wouldn't be naming him, the kid See, after that's, Patrick. That's the beauty of it. But they would always have to say we named him after Patrick Mahomes. No, she could say that he could say that around the family. But then you're lying. But then when you go elsewhere, she could say Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I think that's the best of both worlds. You don't. It could be whatever you want. You could say whatever you want about Patrick and why you named him Patrick. However. I think Taylor's a. Uh, it goes. It can be. I know that. I know some boys and and girls named Taylor. Too. It's yeah. not a bad name. So what was your, what was your advice here? <laughs> I don't think. Um, Is he wrong for feeling the way he does? I mean, you just have to change your frame of thought. Remove Taylor Swift from the equation. It, but I, I, I mean, I know it. I couldn't. You couldn't he apparently either. can't do that. He's going to picture Taylor Swift every time he looks at his child. What if they break up and you know then. Yeah, uh, Chris. I, I, you know what? I don't. I, I think he's. I think he's in the wrong for this. Okay. Ooh. Okay, Chris. What do you think? Is he in the wrong for not wanting to name his child Taylor after Taylor? Swift? He's not in the wrong, but he's going to have a lot happier life if he admits that he's in the wrong. Uh, you can't. You cannot <laughs> just. This is not Speak something you can sweep him, under Chris. the rug. This is Speak not something. Him, Chris. I don't know what does this uh, caller. Or, I'm sorry, listener, whatever, have a last name included? No, I, no, no. I wanted to see how Taylor Patrick. Whatever would sound. Oh, so you're going to name the kid after all Both the, of them. Okay. Patrick yes. Taylor. Or Patrick Taylor. No, Taylor Patrick has a better ring to it. You think so? Yeah, I do, actually. Patrick Taylor sounds like a luxury <laughs> jeans brand. <laughs>
I, the other, the other only suggestion I would give is come up with a name that you like and start floating that around your family a little bit and see if you can get some support. But unless you can come up with something better, you're stuck, my friend. That is good advice just to, to go. Listen to Chris. If you want a happy life, just pretend you're wrong. Don't lose life. your wedding ring. <laughs> oh, you know, <laughs> someone That's on true. the chat is making a great point. One of Woods' kids is named Taylor. Boy. There you go. Boom. Oh, that is a great point. Yeah. What? Yeah, you can name your kid after Woods's kid. Woodsy's kids is named oh, Taylor. Oh, it says yeah, get off so. of Taylor Swift. Taylor. Well, I don't, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to figure I'm it out. I'm just trying to make much. a connection there. Okay, so. there you go. All right, uh, thank you very much for writing in. Vaughn, Steve, and Dan, Chris, where's the fans? Coming up next, 833-288-0973. I guess everybody wants to chime in on this uh, baby name. Getting uh, calls from family members of all three of us. <laughs> <laughs> with suggestions for what the uh, listener should do. My wife was disappointed in me. Your wife's disappointed in you. <laughs> yes. She says you can't lie about who you're naming the baby after, so she can't name the baby. That. Thank you. That's what I'm saying. Uh, you well, know. you're the tiebreaker, Scraby, so they'll listen to you. You're right. There you Don't go. name the baby Taylor. I will say this. I wouldn't want to have Taylor Swift's mug pop up in my mind every time I saw mug. my child. <laughs> I'm not a. I'm just not a big fan of the Taylor Swift look. What, what is? What yeah, look what? is that? It's not one I like. I don't know how to describe such things. Go on, Chris. Hello, Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby, Gwynn and Chris, ninety-seven-three. The fan four hundred one is the time. We're going to play some Chris versus the fans with harsh new rules. <laughs> That's oh, right. That were put in I today. I forgot. By a new pitch clock Matt Scraby. And all. Yeah, everybody's everybody who comes on is going to be so nervous they're not going to be able to think straight. <laughs> Scraby keeping tabs on everything you do. Uh, ESPN Plus. Oh gosh. Yeah, they have ranked every Super Bowl champion ever, from the best to the fifty seventh best. Oh, so uh, it's interesting. I mean, everybody has their favorite team who they'd like to see at the top of the list. Scraby, who would you choose? I, I know it would be a 49er team, but what, you weren't around for all the 49er no, championships. The one, That's the problem. The one that I uh, – Who do you think was the most dominant according to this mm, 49er champion team? Probably – I know that they beat, like, the Broncos by 40. Uh, my my answer is the 94-49ers. The 94-49ers, the Steve Young one. Yeah, they, yeah they, who'd they beat? The Chargers, Steve Young, <laughs> yes, six I know. touchdowns, San Diego, Super yeah. That's the only one that I remember. Yeah, according to this, the 1989 team, the one that did beat the Broncos 55-10 to 10 in the Super Bowl, is the third best ever. Hmm. The 1984 team, that was Montana over Marino, is the uh, 11th best ever. The one you're thinking of is uh, 17th best. Who was the best ever? The best ever, I I thought was interesting. Do you have a guess, Tony? Because I think is most it, pe- is it recent. Is it like twenty? Is it 30 a Patriots years? team? Thirty years. It's not a Patriot team. I would think that the team most people would select off the top of their head is the eighty-five Bears. Bears. Yeah, that's what the I the eighty-five would Bears blew out everybody, crushed the Patriots forty-six to ten in the Super Bowl, shut out both of their playoff opponents before then. They were just unbelievable. But this ranking system puts them second. To the 1991 Washington Redskins, Ah, which was a pretty good team. That was the Mark Rippon team that crushed the Bills in the Super Bowl. They also crushed the Lions. And they've got some other statistics in here as to why they say that's the best ever. 
to win a Super Bowl. Uh, I take exception with the 72 Dolphins, the only undefeated champion, ranked 23rd best of all time. Interesting. Mm. Where are those Cowboys mm. teams? Those three. Yeah, be- I'll give you the. I I didn't want to just read a list, but uh, the Cowboys come in at number five. Okay. Which uh, which team? Ninety two. The the one that the first one that beat Buffalo okay. at the Rose Bowl, fifty two to seventeen. So it's it's ninety one Redskins, eighty five Bears, eighty nine Forty Niners. This surprised me. 96 Packers. That was Brett Favre's team. I didn't think that was that, that great of a team. 92 Cowboys, which were great. 73 Dolphins, not 72. They were better in 73, according to this. And then the highest-ranked Patriot team was in 2004. Uh, by the way, if you're wondering, the worst Super Bowl champion ever was the 1970 Baltimore Colts. And they probably get that because they played in a Super Bowl game against Dallas in which there were nine turnovers between the two teams. Then I get it. They called it the Blunder Bowl. It was such a bad <laughs> game. Anyway. How do you even, honestly, how do you even rank this? You can't. You really can't. You're right, Scrape. But it's fun. Well, my to... team was number one. So. No, 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 it wasn't. The Redskins. Sorry, but my <laughs> team was number one. <laughs> That's just how my brain works right now. The Redskins. Sorry. The Redskins. Were I don't one. remember anything about the '91 Redskins. Yeah, uh, I don't either. I mean, I remember. I remember running up and down that field against Buffalo. Yeah, they were that. good. But I wouldn't have put them ahead of the '85 Bears. They seem to be the most dominant team I recall. Uh, get qualified for a grand prize: two tickets to Tom Kiefer and L.A. Guns. April 11th, also a two-night stay at Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino. An electrifying night of rock and roll. Two iconic bands come together to perform live April 11, 2024, at the Westgate International Theater, Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. The Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino features newly designed premier rooms, part of their $70 million renovations, home of legendary Vegas fun. Let's go. If you had one shot, one opportunity to take down the human almanac himself, howdy do. Now is your time. Listen to me, this guy is dangerous. Now is your opportunity to win a prize. Well, I hope you know what you're in for. Chris versus the fans starts now on 97.3 The Fan. All right. The rules you have to make it through three questions. Each question will get more difficult. If you get the question right, you move on. If you get it wrong and Chris gets it right, you're eliminated. But if Chris gets it wrong, then you move on to the next question or you win. You only have 10 seconds to answer after Tony's done with his question. <laughs> Goodness. And I don't know how long I'm going to be able to keep that up for you there. Yeah, don't keep it up. If you're a first time player, let us know before the first question. But you have to announce that you're a first time player, player within three seconds of the time you come on the air. It's not a part of it. Uh, actually, you know what? This 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 hit me. He's while coming we were up with more rules about, as we're no, going. No, I'm putting a uh, I'm putting a message up on the screen right here, and it's from uh, supposedly the the boyfriend from yesterday of Sarah. Now, I hope they're listening because I I want Sarah to know that she does not need to feel bad. We are just having fun with it. But yeah, here's Sarah, what, oh, wait a minute. No, wait. Here, no, wait Tony me, and I are having fun yeah, with it. Yeah, you no. are changing rules. Yeah. Because I get the most let me Let me say, Sarah, don't you worry about it. This is just Scraby being Scraby. Here's, right here. here's what Noah said. I have a confession. I was the boyfriend from yesterday, and we did Google it. I'm sorry. I only knew <laughs> Kurt Warner, not... Jeff, it was uh, Jake. Jake. (laughs) I wasn't going to say anything, but her conscience is too guilty and is very upset. So please, Sarah, don't be upset. Yeah, you know, 
And so, thank you, Noah, for being a, a see, this, stand-up this, gentleman. This is all this guy wanted. He, he just wanted somebody to come out and say, yeah, I use Google. We here's, got- the, here's the only thing I will say to you, Noah. I had no idea it was Jake DeLome, so I would not have gotten it right. <laughs> right. You would have won anyway. Yeah. So that's a good lesson for all of you out there. There's no reason to cheat because I may miss the question myself. Big facts. I think there's a little bit of a question about Noah, though, throwing his girlfriend in such a terrible spot by cheating, but that's for a sports court for a different day. No. Don't feel bad, Sarah. Don't feel bad. (laughs) Poor Sarah, man. She's just trying to get along and enjoy her day. She's just trying to win a game of Gwen and Chris, and this guy's chasing her down. I was not. Changing rules. I said it yesterday. You've got her address, Scraby, so you can send the Gestapo (laughs) over there to have her removed from the premises. I'm going to do that for the (laughs) Final time. For the final time. Forcibly removed. (laughs) All right, I think we're ready. For using Google. That's right. Well, you guys, this is one of the most surprising things ever. Because you guys are acting like this is not a big deal whatsoever. But in the past... As long as we've been playing this game, Chris and I have never been the stickler like you. And you also erroneously think that (laughs) I live and die by the results of this game, which I do not. He also thinks that we cheat in in the other game that we play. So you've been a stickler for these conspiracies that are happening all over these games. I just want to want people to know that I do take it seriously because I got a lot of messages about it, and I agree with everyone. We should. We I should don't agree with everybody. <laughs> I think everybody needs to take a chill no. pill. No. Let's play some Chris versus defense. All right. Let's I don't go. know if we first, can anymore. First, <laughs> first contestant. Well, second, Scraby's got to get a stopwatch out. <laughs> get right. a calibration. Jax says Scraby's all about fairness and honesty, and I respect that. Yeah, we respect it too. Brandon, you got your, you got your stopwatch, guy. Brandon says. Chris doesn't get the Vegas vacation if he wins, so he doesn't care about the rules. <laughs> Junior says, rules are the reason we don't fall into anar- total anarchy. anarchy. Thank you, everybody. Okay, we got it. All right. You got your stop. This show ready. lives on anarchy. <laughs> uh, do I have- yeah, it's right here on the board. All right. Casey, you're our first contestant. Welcome. Good luck, Casey. Casey? Hello? Hey, guys. Hey, there he is. Here we go. First You're stepping question. into a cauldron here today, Casey. Be careful. Make sure you don't hit hey the button. First, uh, first time player. Oh, first time player. player. He got it in just got in time. Got it in the three-second limit. Here we go. Once Tony's done, I start. Shaq made one three-pointer in his career. What team did he do that for? Oh, God. Uh, is it... Kurt Warner and Jake Dellum? I'm sorry. <laughs> You're using a oh, He was making a joke. Uh, was that your answer? No, Come on. let him give I an mean, answer. I'm on your, I'm on your side, Scraby. Yeah, what, let him that? give an answer. Okay, Who did Shaq okay, play for? Okay, all right. Uh, one three-pointer. Let's, let's go with uh, the Heat. Going with trying the with the Heat. Stay there, Casey. You well, I'm going to go with the Lakers, but I have no idea. Lakers. Hey, wow. good for you, Casey. Casey, Casey. stays. Who did he make it with? The, the magic. magic. Yeah. The magic. The Madge. The Madge. <laughs> he only made one in his entire career. He took yeah. like 22. Have you, have you seen the man's hands? We watched him shoot free throws. How did he yeah. make it? It looked uncomfortable shooting free How did throws. he make it? I don't know. <laughs> uh, here we go. Question number three. Wow. This nice is it, down. Casey. You can win it right away. I like Casey's attitude, by the way, with yeah. the uh, DeLone, DeLone answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that was good. One. 
What job title and team did Nick Sirianni have before head coach of Eagles? What? Of the Eagles. Thank you. I did say of Eagles. Uh, I, I know he was with the Chargers. Was he the offensive coordinator with the Chargers? Offensive coordinator, Chargers. Stay there, Casey. I think he was offensive coordinator for the Colts. Offensive coordinator, Colts. Oh, oh, I got it. Sorry about that. Yeah. Sorry the game continues. That. And I just remember this guy coming in and we just laughing at him and endlessly yeah, when well, he, he took over Well, he looked like a deer in the headlights that first press he did. conference. He, he did. cried a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Caesar, welcome to the show. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Hey, Caesar. Hello, Good luck to you. First question. What score do let's try it again? What score do you start with in a game of darts? In a game of what? Darts. 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 Uh, zero. <laughs> <laughs> zero. That's a great answer. Unfortunately, it's... it was a better answer to give because it didn't eliminate one of my choices. <laughs> It's like the old joke that says, I bet you I can tell you the score of tonight's Clippers game before it starts. Zero, zero. Boom, boom. Yeah, boom, boom. All right. Um, what do you start with in darts? 300. 300. Not sure, though. Yeah. Wow. Man. What is it, 100? Wow. 501. 501. Like the jeans. I haven't played mages. I uh, so I played I no a lot idea. with my brother in law over the holiday break, and he is very good at darts. Like, 501. Darts is hard. Darts yeah. is not easy. All right, good for you, Caesar. You move on. Question number two. What Premier League team is currently in first position right now? Uh, hey, Google, who is uh, <laughs> kidding? It's Arsenal. 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 Arsenal and Old Lace. Mm, it's not Arsenal there, these days. Hello. Well, I have to be able to name a Premier League team you do. Uh, in order to make a guess. I think Man U has been uh, bad for a while. Liverpool. I don't know. What? It is indeed. I'm on a roll today. I'm Shout lucky. Shout out Sorry to AJ Castle. I just saw this head. It says. It, and a... Jesse Agler, who are both Liverpool fans. I oh, believe. is he? Yes. Are they? All right, Liverpool. You got Manchester United right, though. They haven't been very good. They haven't good. been. I they thought that's where you were going to go. Yeah. All right, uh, let's go to our next contestant. I believe that's Charles. Charles, welcome to the show. Chuck. Good afternoon, guys. How are we today? We are we're good, Charles. Good. We're good. good. Here we go. First question. What NL West regular was just signed by the Diamondbacks? He's in the West Most quite of often. his career. Sorry. <laughs> That's your 10 seconds. I actually forgot about the 10 seconds. <laughs> Jock Peterson. Old Jock. Sorry, Charles. Old Jock. That Sorry, Charles. Good having you on. We're just hearing from Charles made me think of the Charles Barkley thing that he does now on NBA TV where he sits down in a lounge chair and... Some young lady fires questions at him. It's hilarious. I thought that was CNN. Is it, doesn't he is have it a on CNN, CNN too? I, they show it on NBA TV all the time. I don't know where it originates from, but it's, uh, maybe a CNN show. Charles does, might he has be. He the show with uh, 
Gail. Gail King. Yes. Yeah. He might be one of my top ten favorite people like on earth. I just think he's Charles, that, that entertaining. I think the best segment they have on TNT is the one where they put random players up and he has to guess what they're who they play for. That's where who who they play for is what the name of the game is. He doesn't is. do too well. <laughs> He does tear. I don't think he gets any of them right. He doesn't get any of them right. That's that's a good segment. I love watching Charles. All right. uh, Where are we at? Derek. Derek, next contestant. Welcome to the show, Derek. Hi, Derek. Happy update, guys. Yes, sir. Happy Happy update. Here we go. Question number one. What was Darrell Revis's nickname? Can you repeat the question? What was Darrell Revis? <laughs> you start screaming, hold up one finger for it. He only gets one repeat. <laughs> Come on, what, what was Darrell Revis's nickname? Revis Island. You got it. Was. Very good. Question number two. I'm a sad Jets fan. Oh, oh there you go. That is there That's tough. Although they had some great moments here in San Diego when he was on that team. That's true. Yeah. Seemed like they beat out the Chargers a couple of times. Series A. No. No? Serie A. Oh, whatever. Serie A. Serie A. I don't understand why you think Serie A is the top soccer league in which country? Italy. He's got it. Nice. By Jove, he's got nice. it. By jo- <laughs> Wow, okay, here right, we go. Two for Question two. number three. All right. Derek, for the title. Which NFL Europe team won the most championships in the 15-year history of the World Bowl? They had that for 15 years? Yeah, I know they had it for a while, too. but I didn't know it was 15. Wow, this is a this is a guess. Uh, this is the a Argonaut. Oh, wow. the Argonaut. At least you That's gave a us team. a real That's name. A team. The Argonaut. Stay there. I think he won. You think he won? Yeah. Uh, no, that, because Chris. Just the way he just asked that yeah, question. Maybe yeah, he don't yeah. know. But I can name a team in NFL Europe, so oh, I'm going to name one. The Frankfurt right. Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> I knew he was about to do that by the way he answered that. I did, too. You think he's won? Sorry about that. All Sorry. Right. That's the only oh one I could have named. I could have named them in the Rhine Fire, but I went with Frankfurt Man, for some went, reason. Okay. Uh, we need to go tiebreaker, tiebreaker. Tiebreaker, tiebreaker. What player, random player? Uh, Andy Van Slyke today. Oh, Who the I heck like is that? Yes. It's a great outfielder played, for the Pirates played, and Cardinals. I played with his others. son, Scotty. Oh. Andy Van Slyke oh, could play. I typed in Randy. <laughs> he was like a perennial gold glove guy, right. was he not? Big form. Let's get our next good no outfield on One, the line. One, two, three, four. Let's go. Four gold gloves. John. John, do you know how to play the tiebreaker? Yes, sir. All okay. right. Here He's we good. go. Chris, in Andy Van Slyke's career, how many RBIs did he have? How many years did he play, Scrape? 13. 13 years. He wasn't quite 100 a year. He was pretty good. Thirteen fifty would be wait 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 ten would be one thirty six fifty uh eight fifty eight fifty all right um who are we on with John sorry about that John is it higher the actual answer higher or lower than eight hundred and fifty RBIs. Tell me one more time how many years it was how many thirteen uh-huh. thirteen thirteen years. 
Uh, I did love Andy Van Slyke, but I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go under. Under. Goes lower. You were correct. He got it. Nice job. He got it. Right? Stay right there. I'm going to get your information in the break. The uh, actual answer is 792. 792. You are pretty good with those things. So that's it for this. On the other side, Tony is going to tell you how many seconds Taylor Swift was featured on the broadcast (laughs) in the AFC Championship. He did the research. He'll bring it to you next on 97.3 Fan. Scraper, you teased something before we went to break. I don't remember what it was, though. <laughs> you were going to let us forget? in on something. Oh, how long? Taylor. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. You know, it's obviously been a big deal, at least. Actually, for everybody, for the Taylor fan, Taylor Taylor Swift fans, and for uh, NFL fans. And for Roger Goodell's pockets. All of that is true. Uh, but... I have some some probably disappointing news for the Swifties out there. And how make, many of those do you think are regular listeners to this program? A few? Oh, more than a she's, few. She's got she's got a she's got a wide base. It's a wide reaching. I'm a, wide I'm a Taylor base. Swift music fan, but I'm not a Swiftie. What is the difference? A Swiftie. You, you like her music, but you don't follow her every move. I will sing her songs okay. because they're catchy. Uh, Sam and I, I will s- sing her songs. Sammy sing Levin one I. for us. Uh, it's um, give us one. I, I can't. I don't think I can name a Taylor Swift song. I mean, I'm going to name the most. No, no. He almost. Oh, he almost belted out. I like that one, the Romeo and Juliet one. Stay away from Juliet. <laughs> oh, you were better off saying never mind. Something good. Okay, okay. Let me uh, let me get to the real the real story here, and that is uh, that everybody who has been just beside themselves with how much Taylor Swift is being shown, you have seen her or you watched her in that last game, all of a whopping forty four seconds of TV time. I want to tell you something. That that's a lot of time. That's a long time. I don't I know. mean, can Concared you imagine to, can, if we, if we stop talking? minutes. Yeah. If we stop talking right now for forty-four seconds, that would seem interminable. I'm surprised he was on the screen that long. But if well, we but, show, but, but, but if we, about, but, if, but does that include the post game and all ooh, that, or is that no, just it during it the, game? the game? It includes it, the, game. the game. That's too much. But no, by the off. way, you're not getting 44 seconds yeah. at all. It's, it's like, like three seconds here, four seconds there. Yes, if it's three seconds here and four seconds there, that means they cut, cut to her about 11 times. If it's three seconds apiece. Other notable TV moments from the game on Sunday, uh, the AFC Championship. 27 seconds of people making, serving, and eating crab cakes. <laughs> Dolphins, sharks, and jellyfish at the local at the local aquarium. aquarium for 24 seconds. Oh wow! Brittany Mahomes, Son Taylor, 10 seconds. So somebody tracked all of this. Yes. Jim Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh's brother, yeah, or John Harbaugh's, John Harbaugh's brother. Point five seconds. Yeah, or no, five seconds. Got? Yeah, five seconds, and then John Harbaugh's dad got four seconds. And then it says, "Source me is, with a stopwatch." I think that is including uh, after the game because I didn't see John Harbaugh's dad. Or, well, until it says after in the game. top left corner the game time three hours nine minutes. Oh, okay. You know what I find interesting? How much actual game action do you get in three hours and nine minutes? 
Like from start of play to finish play. Start the clock, stop the clock minutes. when the play's over. 60? No chance. Isn't that how much? 15 minute quarters? Four quarters? 60 No, I'm minutes? talking about play to play, not when they're mm. between plays. I'd say about 20 seconds. No. If you watch Each the plays 20 seconds, that's pretty lengthy. I mean, from the time he put, you said action. So from the time Snap he sits Snap the ball his, till tackle. Okay. And then you stop the clock, then you do it on the next play. Snap the ball till tackle. I mean, they take How that much play clock all the way down. 25 minutes? 15 seconds? That's no, like, each play. I'm talking about total for the game. 25 oh, minutes in three yeah. hours? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. All right, that was a silly, silly Not question that, that nobody cared about. All right, let's get to I get it. I get it. I got a trivia question math. for both of you guys, oh, both gosh. of you Taylor Swift fans. Oh, okay. come on. How many Grammys has she been nominated for? <sighs> no idea. Billions. 46. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. lot. How many has she won? Three? Oh. 12. Oh. oh I was She's dang. won Album of the Year three times. She said they're never, ever, ever getting back together. Never, ever, ever okay, getting back that together. That's her? Yeah, that's her. God, the no, one, no wonder hate, people hate, don't want hate, to see hate, her on TV. That's player's going to play, play, play. Oh, play. oh boy. You're awesome haters. Oh, so Chris, boy. you a hater, man. I, I'm a little bit of a hater. I don't mind them showing her. I just mind that the NFL wants to fix the game and have the Chiefs win so Let's that she stop it, dude. benefits them even more. Stop. And then she's going to endorse Biden on TV <laughs> and all hell's breaking loose. <laughs> Let's go to break. Big five on the way. Anthony Edwards put his foot in his mouth. Well, he did it on purpose. Mm-hmm. He's going to pay for it. We'll tell you how much on the other end. Don't believe we've mentioned this yet today. Seahawks have their new uh, man, head football coach Mike McDonald, defensive coordinator of the Ravens. Yeah. wasn't his fault they lost the AFC no, Championship game. That's for sure. His guys did a did a hell of a job against Mahomes and company. So now Mike McDonald will uh, come and uh, go toe to toe with your guys in the NFC West. I feel like the Seahawks played themselves here. And you do, huh? Because they fired Pete Carroll, even though they didn't actually fire him, they reassigned him, and uh, they didn't have a coach ready to go. So they got stuck with what they got stuck with. You feel like they got stuck with this guy, 36 years old? It's pretty young. He's uh, half the age of Pete Carroll. He's 16 months younger than Gerard Mayo, who was hired by the Patriots earlier this month. I guess the reason going I say with that, these young guys. I guess the reason I say that I didn't hear his name once come up in in head coaching stuff. He was one of the most targeted head coaching candidates this year. Did you hear him? According at all? To, according to the story, he interviewed with the Seahawks, Falcons, Panthers, Titans, Chargers, and Commanders. Maybe I wasn't paying attention because sounded like he was pretty well in demand. Hot commodity. Hmm. Yes, sir. Hmm. So there you go. He went to the University of Jaja. And he was a coach there for four years. Jaja? At Jaja. Jaja? Jaja. What exactly is that? Is that I'm a, not sure. That Jum- 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 that's, where, that's where Adam Klug is from. He's from Jaja. Jaja. I'm sorry, gonna, Adam. Gonna send, he's going to send us both over there if I keep this up. So there's only one co- head coaching opening now left in the NFL, the Commanders, I believe. Yes. The only ones looking for somebody. Yeah. Bill Belichick. Bill Dolphins defensive coordinator still open, my friend. Mike McDaniel, 
put a call in to the goat. <laughs> I would love that. You would. Yeah, why not? I don't think that job, I know Chris. he doesn't, I but I gotta it, I gotta throw it out there. Uh Jeff Halfley, whoever he is, he's now the new defensive coordinator of the Packers for those keeping track. Let's get to some traffic and then we'll find <laughs> out what else is going on in today's big five. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's that time of the show when we check on the latest in sports. Only the most important topics and questions are brought to light. Stop what you're doing and listen. These news stories will astound and amaze you. The one, the only. Oh my God, who the hell cares? The Big Five starts now on 97.3 The Fan. Padres fans know to tune in to 97.3 The Fan for the best local sports talk, but did you know that you could jump back to what you missed? You can go back to Chris saying, Jaja. Just five minutes ago. Atlanta, yeah, yeah. On 97.3 com, or you can rewind those moments on the Odyssey app to get started. Again, go to 97.3 com and click the orange Listen Live button. Also on the app, look for the rewind feature. We are on YouTube. We are on Twitch. We are on X. We are on Facebook if you want to watch the show. Some people say that's the best way to uh, consume the show. So. I have to be uh, honest about that. What? I had my reservations. You did. About putting the show on YouTube every day. You did. I feel like I have a good face for radio. I wanted to keep it that way. Me too. Uh, yeah, I was trying to protect you as well. Yes, yes. And <laughs> But I think the YouTube thing has been incredible. Yeah. And the response from you, uh, all you out there has been great. Yeah. And I know a lot of people do watch the show on YouTube now. And mm -hmm. I can't like think we, we can't go back. You know what I mean? Oh, definitely not. Yeah, we're in. No, we're in it, for the uh, duration. The on one it. thing I don't like is when my friends and family comment on something I'm doing in the video, and I'm like, guys, I I'm sitting in front of the camera for four hours. I, can't I don't just like when my there. wife sees me drinking a big gulp. She gives me a hard time <laughs> when I get true. home. That is true. I saw you sneaking a big gulp at work again today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't hide. That can't hide. Is right on yeah. you. Yes, the ring is on, honey. I got the <laughs> ring on. Number five. After the addition of Wandy Peralta, the Padres' bullpen is looking pretty strong and has a good mix of guys. So, Chris, this was kind of a uh, topic earlier today. Would you say the bullpen is the Padres' strongest position group right now? Uh, I'm going to go with infield right now. I'm going to figure Jake bounces back. You got, you know, two Hall of Fame guys there, Machado and you know Bogarts potentially. Hassan Kim coming off a great year. So I'll go infield. Bullpen has a lot of great possibilities, though. I mean, I haven't seen Matsui pitch, right? I mean, I haven't seen go, go yet. So, you know, until I see these guys, you know, Robert Suarez is really still unproven as the closer. So I don't think the bullpen is yet. But it look, it's, on paper, it's uh, shaping up nicely. Tony, which uh, position group will you say is the strongest on the Padres right now? Yeah, I think it's the infield. There is, uh, although the depth is pretty 
substantial, at least it seems, for the Padres right now in the bullpen. I think the, the dudes still all are on the infield. Bogarts, Machado, Kim, Cronenworth, and whoever else you want to throw in that mix. Am I missing somebody? Uh, Tuca Pita Macarno. Tuca Pita? No. <laughs> I don't know. I <laughs> the only one that came to mind. Uh, I still think that's the strongest group they got. All right. Number four. Timberwolves star Anthony Edwards had a lot to say about the refs the other day after a game and called them some cheat and bleep refs. And the NBA ended up fining him $40,000, which he didn't know was coming, but he thinks he knows why. He said he's not one of these star players in the NBA who has the officials respect at this point. He knows it's a process and it's something that will develop over time. So, Tony, do you think he's right? Probably. Uh, You often see this uh, until you break that kind of ceiling of being a young player in the NBA. You get less calls. And then once you break that ceiling and you become like a an all-star, a superstar, and beyond, you start getting those calls. Anthony Edwards is in, I believe, his second year? Maybe his third. I think it's his second, though. Really? Only second? I think it's a little longer. Yeah. Has he been in the league that long? He third? was the number one overall pick. Yeah. You know, so maybe I'm going to say three, four years. Okay. Three or, third or fourth year. Either way. He hasn't quite. He's, he's about to break that where he's going to be in that level. He's not fourth there. season. He's not there yet. So. Yeah, first season was 2020. Uh, Chris, do you think he's right about this? I'm sure he's right about it, but he's not going to get there faster Any by faster, saying right. that the refs are out to get him. He said they were cheating. To be cheating him. Yes, they <laughs> they're playing eight on five and all of that. So that's not going to help you. Eight on five. Yeah, you referees. Referees are just they're people. They remember you said some you know stuff like that. They're going to be less likely to come over to your side. And the only other thing I'll say is the veterans do get the calls. I mean, the Kobe's, the Jordans, the Barkley's, the you know the Shaq's, whatever. But LeBron James doesn't seem to be a hundred percent in that category yet, because I think that guy still gets fouled more than anybody else without getting calls. He and he, he he's and honestly he, in the Shaq area where he's like, looking at the referees constantly, and there's blood coming down his arms, <laughs> it's just literal Wolverine marks right. on his shoulder. He he seems to not get them, but. Yeah, Anthony Edwards, hang with him and be quiet. You'll get him eventually. All right. Number three. Now, the NBA is taking a page right from the NFL's book and has officially expanded their draft coverage. This June, the NBA draft is going to be held over two days instead of one. Can we make it three, please? <laughs> we have a start. Well, they only have two rounds, I thought. Yeah, yeah, so draft. what? Do, you know what? Just re, re, recap the first you two. Know my, you, know what my idea was, you know what my idea was for the NFL draft many years ago? One pick a day in the okay. first round. Drag it out over 32 days. Do you know how much intrigue there would be then? Really? Here's the fir- yeah, here's the first pick. Now tomorrow will be the next pick. You'd have all day to make trades. Everybody would break down every pick. They talk about who's going to be next. Please, please, he the says. NFL. Uh, Chris, do you think this is overkill for the NBA? Yes, draft? I hate the draft. You know that. I got to be honest with you. Dieter Kurtenbach was my hero earlier on the show today. <laughs> I know you like that. When he kept going on and on about how much draft Knicks don't know, because he's right. They don't know. They think they do, but they don't. And all you people out there who think you're a draft, Nick, you don't know anything either. So spend your time more wisely on something else. 
Do you know that some people have said you do look like Mel Kuyper somewhat, and so that's why you're angry at him oh, all the time? Oh, really? Wow, I must you be angry at David Lee Roth. And uh, is that what you get? Who to? else have I been told? Dog before? the bounty hunter. You need a <laughs> dog the bounty hunter. <laughs> I don't know. Is he balding? <laughs> no, he's <laughs> dog the bounty hunter. I can kind of see it without the hair. <laughs> no, about that one. Tony can't gather himself. Yeah, I'm gonna have to cover this segment for Tony. I'm gonna have to. An- I may have to answer for Tony here. <laughs> you said dog the bounty hunter. Where did that come from? You, uh, we need to get him a wig. I saw a picture of dog the bounty hunter the other day, and it said, "Look, I found Marjorie Taylor Green." Dog the bounty hunter. Wow. That's why I was thinking of dog. I can't. Uh, I can't, Tony can't retort to that. My answer's over. Is this the overkill for the oh. NBA draft? Uh, yeah, you, you don't need to. Okay, sorry, you don't need to drag it out. Yeah, I'm okay. You want to add a this? What are they doing? The second round is going to show on television. What's, what's the first round day one, second round day two? Yeah, yeah. first round is going to be interesting. Right. I don't know that anybody's going to watch you, the second round. You'll be able to name mostly every first round guy. You, you're not going to, it's not the same for a second round. So, but not even recognize some of these guys. Do you think the executives hate this or love this because oh, no, they get more time? Executives love it. Yeah, they get more time to figure out the second round. All right. Number two. Now, I have, bounty hunter, huh? <laughs> I have not been a fan of some of the things Brittany Mahomes has done in the past, but she is currently being crushed on TikTok right now for something. Oh, yeah. And I don't agree with it. Oh. The NFL on CBS oh. TikTok showed Patrick Mahomes walking with Brittany and his little brother Jackson down the uh, uh, corridors of the wherever the Ravens play. M&T Big Stadium, I think it is. Mahomes says bye to Brittany. And then at the end of the video, Brittany says something like, which way do we go? And then twirls her finger like this. Which way do we go? And twirls her finger. And I put the video up on my ex account, at Matt Scraby, if you would like to see the actual twirl, because it's a TikTok. But people are just crushing her for this, saying that she is incredibly rude and that she is entitled and they're done with her. They even called her out on her, quote, high horse attitude. Mm. What does the finger twirl have to do with all of that? Yeah, I'm trying to figure it out. People are saying the condescending way that she asked someone. I am not. I will say this. I I think this is crazy that people are mad at her. She is in a new stadium getting separated from her husband, and she said, where do I go now? And so that's why people are mad. Tony, do you think this was her on her high horse? No. I think uh, she probably had a few adult beverages in that warm suite that they were in earlier. This was, I think, before the game even. I think it was after. It was after the game. Was I saw the video. The oh, okay. I didn't know it was. Because like. okay. I saw the dirt marks on his jersey. He definitely, right, I wasn't paying attention that close. Yeah. So I think this was after the game. A few adult okay, beverages. Okay, this gives me a little bit more. She, you know, she probably got a you know, little, little, little tipsy. Yeah, I and, still And, don't blame and her. doesn't. Oh, I'm not blaming her at all. I don't okay. think. I don't think this is a. A high horse situation. I think people are quick to jump on Mrs. Mahomes. Yeah, when she sprays champagne all over (laughs) unsuspecting people. There it is. Four years ago that happened. (laughs) Uh, Chris, do you think she was on her high horse? I grew up with people who lived on their high horse. Oh, that's right. Beverly Hills. Yes. Shout out to 90210. Yeah, I would say no. (laughs) You would say no? I would. All right. You guys know I, I would... Yeah, no. Th- the heartbeat. fact that you're saying no really is the the, the news on this particular question. Yeah, yeah. Because she does do, as I said, because you things. are for the people. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I I think it's more offensive that his brother, little brother Jackson's I, there. I was surprised you didn't have anything to say about it. You just kind of let 
glossed over that. You let him slide yeah. for a change. He's, uh, I know he was just he's walking out of the and everything. He's out of the picture He now. feels your wrath every time he shows up. No, I think he feels Patrick's wrath every time yeah, he shows up in the news. All right. Number one. This story broke my heart this morning when I saw it, guys. Apparently, an auto racing legend, Chip Ganassi, had an unfortunate incident at the Daytona International Speedway. And there's a reason why this got to me. The accident, uh, Chip Ganassi tweeted out, The accident the other night with Devin DeFrancesco's dog was so unfortunate. Uh, He ended up, let me just tell you, he ended up accidentally running over the dog. It's, I not only feel terrible about it, I also feel terrible for Devlin, Katie, and the DeFrancesco kids. On behalf of their dog, Lucky... And oh, the boy. DeFrancesco family, I'm making a generous what's, what's donation your dog's name? to the Indianapolis Humane Society. What's your dog's name? Lucky. I know. This was a golden retriever puppy. This is hitting way too close to home, guys. And I was, that sucks. I was devastated when I read this. Now, my question, guys. Does a donation clear his soul of wrongdoing? <laughs> I, I, I think he's probably, <laughs> his soul is probably already touched by the incident. Yeah, and in all seriousness, this would this, I'm sure this, he feels I'm terrible. I'm sure he feels horrible. But uh, does this, does it clear I, his soul? I don't soul? know if it clears his soul. I mean, I'm sure it clears his soul. But I'm sure it, I don't know. He said a generous donation. Yeah, I don't know that I'm sure that makes him or I don't know. Don't make anybody feel better. You no, kill I feel the dog, bad for asking the question. The family is miss, you know, they're missing their family member basically. One of the most scarring things for me in my life was like maybe 20 years ago when there was a dog that ran across the street in front of everyone and ended up, you know, being hit by a car. And it's traumatizing. It is. I've seen the same thing. What's more traumatizing? Watching 10 people get killed in a war scene in a movie or one dog in a movie being slightly injured? The dog by a mile. It is. It's not even close. I mean, that's for real life, too. That's how weird we are. We yeah. are weird about our animals. Yeah. But, yeah, Chris, do you think this donation clears his soul? <laughs> it's the least he can do. I, I don't know. I don't think anything's going to clear his soul for a while. Yeah. That That's that's a that's a hard one. My my friend, a uh, friend of mine, ran over one of their pets once. <sighs> I mean, he didn't get over it. still not over it. I, I, yeah. It was many years ago. I, I, don't, I can't imagine. No, I can't, I can't me either. either. Me I can't neither. Either. When, I, when Lori has our dog and we're going for a ride... I back up. Now, see, I should back into the garage see? and I could go forward. Then you wouldn't have this problem. Then I wouldn't have this problem. We're back but I, here. <laughs> but I back, out, I back out like one thousandth of a mile per hour. No, just when the dog is anywhere around. That's yeah. a really good call. Because, yeah, yeah that, that would be a terrible feeling. So. Yes, it would. Anyway. Tony Tony said he wouldn't do it. He's he's doing some sort of backing. Oh, I, I get what he's doing. He's backing into his spot at the desk here, Chris. So Did he can get out that? of here quicker yeah, at the end of the it. show. <laughs> I can see in front of me. <laughs> that was pretty hilarious. That was great. That was cute. All right. That, <laughs> that was very cute. cute. Thank you. All right. That's it for the big five for today. Man, we got everything in before the end music actually hits. That's pretty crazy. No guys. carryover. No carryover. No carryover today. Uh, what else do I have lying around in here we could talk about for you five don't, seconds? You don't need anything. Oh, else. here we go. It's time to go to break. Did you see On where time. Blake Snell was sitting at the BBWAA Awards last night? 
Lots of rumors. Were the BBWA awards on television last night? Not I sure. Them. Not sure. I think they were on MLB Network, weren't they? Yeah, I imagine. I imagine Brian Kenny was there in, uh, his, you know he was in his tuxedo looking <laughs> dapper. Looking like a 49er fan. Arrogant. Dapper. Looking dusty. He doesn't look dapper. All right. I will tell you who Blake Snell sat next to at the BBWAA dinner. I must know. And why it's important. Next, 97.3 Fan. Yes, we are into the happy hour. 5.01 in about five seconds. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Sello, Matt Scraby, with you to 6 o'clock. Um, I got to pay off talk- my thing first. Okay, pay off your thing yeah. real quick. Because uh, they were, or Blake Snell was going to accept his award of Cy Young, and he was paired next to... Maybe form or maybe future teammate Garrett Cole. Even Garrett Cole was suspicious why he was sitting next to Blake Snell. I guess they don't usually players don't sit next to each other. But Garrett Cole's been rumored to be heavily campaigning for Blake Snell to be a Yankee. So somebody yeah. in the Yankees front office set that up. Like hey, has to. Garrett Cole's Blake. one of the few people that could afford to pay Blake Snell. <laughs> that, that's true. <laughs> that's a great call. That's true. But uh, yeah, so him and Aaron Judge trying to get him over. Uh I guess Garrett Cole said who got a hold of the seating chart? Hmm. So he probably did. Funny business. By the way, that. I'm looking at uh the bio here of Dwayne Chapman. Do you know who that is, Scraby? You ought to know. You were pretty uh, pretty excited about your Dog the Bounty Hunter reference. Oh, I didn't know that was his real name. <laughs> Dwayne Chapman died. What? At the age of 70. When? Well, uh, I don't know. Oh, did the, when did the Dog the Bounty Hunter pass? It says YouTube uh, two months ago, but I, I think it was longer than that. I, I don't know. I'm looking. Oh now that goodness. you said that, it vaguely kind of. Rem- yeah. I mean, so if you're gonna, if not, you're gonna, it doesn't say that he passed away. He says years active on Wikipedia, 1973 to present. So maybe he hasn't passed. Did it happen like today? Man, that's. It ex- says videos of Dwayne un- Chapman, bounty hunter Dwayne Chapman, announced dead at 70. I don't know when this uh, video is. Two months ago. Oh man, he'll turn 71 on, on in two YouTube. Days. If he's still around, if he's still around, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to you know do a deep dive into figuring out whether this guy's still kicking or not. Oh wow, this yeah. is interesting. Yeah, this reality is, this TV is not actor good. Dwayne Chapman has died at his home. He will be buried next to his wife Beth Chapman. That was from December twelfth, twenty twenty two. How am I not finding any of this? And Wikipedia is not picking up on this. This, but this is why I tell you, Wikipedia is not the the answer all the time. But Wikipedia is pretty good about making sure people are dead on their site. Okay? Uh, somebody out there, apparently not. Somebody this out time. there is listening. Fill us in on Dwayne Chapman. The, chat, the chat's going to inform us. They for will. Sure. Uh, they will let us know. But no. it does seem to be very confusing. We're getting conflicting reports on Dog the Bounty Hunter. But uh, I would appreciate not being compared to somebody that's no longer with us. Scraby. I was going to say something, and I <laughs> he decided not to. Uh, real quick, we talked about the Orioles uh, being bought yesterday. Uh, Actually, we didn't talk much about it, and that was much to the uh, 
consternation. That he's still, the, I just want to get this out of the way. You want to get dog? That he's still alive. Okay. okay. Wait a minute. Who's saying that? Uh, the, couple, chat, the chat. The saying I he's still alive. I also got a text saying he's still, he's still alive. alive. Okay. I, feel like I we didn't. Would, we would know I, for sure. I certainly didn't make this up. I'm reading this. Online. I believe you. I believe you. So I mean, I'm not. I'm just passing along what Chris I'm saying. Chris certainly had me believing that he had passed away. I started like making that up in my head. I think that. I remember seeing something. But sorry, I know his wife passed away. Yes. With, from Beth Chapman did yeah. at 51. But he, um, his right-hand man, David Robinson, may be the guy you're talking about, Chris. I'm not talking about anybody. I'm talking about <laughs> Dwayne Chapman. That's who I looked up. That's who I looked up. We're getting a lot that he's still alive. So okay. I'm, I'm, good. I'm, I'm glad, glad he's still alive. Yes, I'm me glad. Too. Me too. All right, you can compare me to him then. Because um, he's really a handsome guy with that long, flowing hair. Wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, Cal Ripken Jr. Appreciate that, Scrape. And Grant Hill are among those uh, among the, are there buyers in that group that bought the um, Orioles yesterday. New York Mayor Michael Bloomberg's in on it. They got a nice little group there. Cal a Ripken group? Jr., Grant Hill. You know, and Bloomberg. I don't want to. I don't want to jump the gun here. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't want to even throw the. Maybe I shouldn't even throw this out. But are the Padres gonna be up for sale in the next? little while. I mean, the, you know, the passing of Peter Seiler, not much has been said about the future, the immediate future of the Padres. I don't think... I, I don't know what the answer to this is. I'm just throwing this out there. Maybe for no good reason at all. I think the immediate future, I think we do have some, some answers. I think, okay. it's, I think it's beyond the immediate future that you know, I think okay. there's, there's always got to be a little question mark. Right. But it doesn't seem like it's headed in a direction where you know, Peter's family wants to Wants to, to sell, wants the, to sell. sell, the, sell okay. the team. So I, I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah, no, we we haven't heard anything of that nature to this point. At least I haven't. Uh, Wandy, Wandy Peralta is a Padre. Yes, he Signed is. Today. He's getting some of that Seidler family money. Dinner during this first, uh, this is the first signing the Padres have had in quite some time. It, I, I have to think that this has got to be the last of the big signings moving forward. What was it, four years Sixteen and a half. Yes, yeah, so with three opt outs. Three opt outs. Yeah. So I got to believe this is this is the biggest of the remaining deals. I think there's some deals left out there that the Padres <laughs> could make, um, but it does seem like that list is starting to dwindle at least of the uh, affordable, the affordable ones, ones right? Because there's still a, a, some top tier free agents out there. Yes, there is. I just don't think the Padres are going to be in on any of those. No, they won't. I don't think they will either. But they got to find a way to, you know, is a DH going to fall in their lap, or are they going to just create one from the from the young players they have? It's a good question. I just don't know because DHs right now are like JD Martinez, and they're not affording him or Jorge Soler. Yeah, Turner. We talked about Turner going Turner's, off the board. Turner's off the off the list. You guys see this? Uh, speaking of you know opening days. The Guardians' home opener is going to coincide with a, an eclipse. What does that mean? That's interesting to my wife. <laughs> I was interested. In fact, we walked out to go for a walk this morning, and she had me look up in the sky at what she believed to be Venus. I couldn't argue with her because I could not, wouldn't be able to tell you what that believe, was. Believe to be, to be Venus. She thinks that's the. She thinks that. I said you missed your calling. You should have been a. 
you know, a uh, astronomer. She loves looking up in the sky and looking at stuff. She doesn't know what she's looking at. Check that out. It's Venus right there. She think, yeah. She said, "Look at that, honey. It's Venus." I go, "Really? You think? <laughs> you think?" I mean, it, I, I don't know. It doesn't. It's not labeled or anything. In the chat, we are being visited from well Wales. Welsh Friar is saying Brian O'Grady needs to join the team. Who? Brian O'Grady. Remember him? Yeah. Yeah. He was on the team for a little bit. I think he went over to Japan. And I'm not sure if he's still there, but the Padres need a DH. They need someone. Well, I mean, they I, you can look to the catcher position again, I guess, but that doesn't sound... I Sanchez mean, is still unsigned, I believe. Sanchez is, is still unsigned. Garrett Cooper's still unsigned. Garrett yeah, Cooper, Garrett I like unsigned. him, but that's another right-handed bat. Yeah, they really true. need a lefty. Bad so man. Sanchez is right-handed. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm thinking Brandon Belt has to be the guy. He's not you and your five million dollar discount tag. <laughs> that you say. It's a good thing you're take. not Brandon Belt's agent, man. <laughs> That's true. Trying you to give him away immediately. It makes sense, but also it makes sense that Bruce Bochy rumored to want to have him come back. I too. mean, that makes a ton of yeah. sense. Yeah, it makes a ton of sense, and um, they could use a, a, a especially with Seager going to be out. They could use a left-handed bat too. Uh, how about this? This is a good story. We talked about the Jackie Robinson statue being cut off at the feet and found burned up. What a, it was a horrible story at first. Right. Uh, shout out to just normal folks out there. Um, a fundraiser has produced $140,000 um, in just, what, two days since they started this. One of the donations, $10,000 pledge from an anonymous former Major League player who won a World Series. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of baseball Wait, how players they, could How donate. do they know all of that? Anonymous former baseball player yeah. won a World Series. That seems pretty specific for it to be anonymous. That is pretty specific, yeah. <laughs> won a World Series with the initials, a with the initials right of, yeah. By the way, today is uh, Jackie Robinson's birthday. Yeah, He would have been 105 today yeah that's the worst story of the year to this point people stealing that statue and and then incinerating it my goodness what has gone on in our world that's a bad one i i don't care what your thinking is on any subject that's just absurd let me ask you a life question then chris a life question yeah yeah because you're saying that our world these days okay but some say our world has always been like this. We just are seeing and hearing of things more. So what do you think it is? Do you think that it's getting worse, or are we just hearing more about it? There's definitely some truth to that. There's some truth to what you're saying, but I think there's some truth to what I'm saying. Yeah. I think it's, it's getting worse a bit of both, in a lot of areas. Yeah, I think. I mean, we've always had problems, right? I mean, you can go back to the 60s and segregation. I mean, we've had, you know, we've we've come a long way in a lot of areas. Yeah, but we have uh, we have miles and miles to go. Someone in the chat a couple of days ago said this, and it it's about driving. So, but it does explain it's about backing kind of, in, backing in. Spots no, it's not again? about backing okay. in spots. It, it's that about how the they feel like people are driving more and more selfish and with without d- a doubt do not care about who's around. Without them. a doubt, I, I agree. I feel like I see far more people running lights than I have ever seen in my life. Lights, yeah. like what I'm talking. Do they apply to me? Lights. Some people go through them like they don't apply to them as well. Yes, they apply to you, Chris. Right, should we get you another no, driving test? Uh, like, I'm not talking like the, the, the one where you run through, it's yellow, and, you know, then it's... I'm talking red. about just pure red run through. 
That's crazy. That like can cause. I see that at least once a day. That that is wild. They're like. People don't let you in anymore. And, well, you know. okay. Well, the, the the daily gripe a couple last week was <laughs> because there's this. Scraby telling on himself. Sometimes there is this entrance to the freeway that I have to wait in, and it backs up like five or seven minutes, and I refuse so to let right. people who cut. Because if you don't know and you just kind of try to get over, okay. But the people that come to the front and wedge their car in, to the car in front of you, between the car in front of your car, it infuriates me. Yeah. Go ahead, I, hit I, my car. See how I, I care. I, I have a confession to make, Gravy. You're that guy. Occasionally. And I'll tell you exactly where it happens. Oh. I'll tell you exactly where it happens. The 163, as it gets back there down towards downtown and it splits off to the five. Oh, that's right. a long line. Right. You can cut off a lot of a lot of time if Here's, you go take there, the other. It's lane. a long line for zero reason. It's not like you get on that ramp and there's traffic. Like <laughs> it's flowing. It's just for whatever reason, people get to that turn and they just. I mean, they come to a complete stop in order to turn. <laughs> and so you know, you know, it's not like it's like you're waiting for a long period of time. It's just people just not not knowing how to drive. I'll admit this. So I, I'll get up to that front part, and if there's an opening, skirt right on in there. I'll admit this. I will do that as well. But if I can't find a spot and I have to force myself in, I'm just going to keep driving straight. And I I'm do the same thing. If I, if I have to force myself in, then I'll just take the long yeah. route. I'll go yeah. downtown. I'll yeah. get to the stadium. Now. I'm not going to force be... my way. <laughs> Chris is like, uh, is there a car over there? <laughs> Man, I'm going to hit somebody. Yeah, don't They'll get what's... out of your way if you move over. Why would, why would, you, why would you do that, Chris? Like You just, just <laughs> That's made a... me angry. Chris knew exactly what he said. That's a long one right there. That's a long exit. Sir Yak said, I'm on the road all day long. I see at least three cars blow through red lights every, it's every day. It's definitely ridiculous. Listen, I, I've been hit before, somebody blowing through a red light. Ever since then, I, I always, before I, when that light turns green, before I hit the gas and hit that intersection, I'm looking both ways before I do it. I now. am too. It's, it's, I had a friend who got T-boned in an intersection. It messed me up for life. Yeah. But... Yeah. Anyway, there you go. Well, the other, have you yeah. heard that uh, California's? By the way, I just got some texts. I'm, I'm not the only one who does it on that 163. Oh, that's a spot. <laughs> Did you see the California's thinking about putting uh, governors on cars, keeping what? the speed limit no more than 10 miles more than what the speed limit or the speed of cars? I need 15. Sorry, Wait, how the, the speed of cars? So, so the measure, the measure, Senate Bill nine sixty one would require every passenger vehicle to have speed governor starting in twenty twenty seven. Oh, that's brutal. That would use GPS technology to verify the speed limit in a particular area. Nope, they're tracking. And slow, <laughs> hang on, and slow a speeding vehicle down if it approaches ten miles over the limit. You know, it's you know, it's interesting. It sounds like you hate that idea. Because if the speed limit's 70, you want to be able to go 85. But people are going like 105 now. Yeah, no. that's, the, the, that's the only reason this is coming up, I would think. Listen, the, the Tesla already does that. Like you get, to certain, you get to certain parts of the freeway. It yeah, does. Yeah, if I'm yeah. going 80, it'll yep. drop me down to like 65. Yep. It does, yeah, I've been in my dad's car when it does that. Yeah, it's, it's so, I mean, it, they're more than capable of being able to do it. Can we just go back to the Scra fact that... Scraby said, no, they're tracking me. Yeah, can we go back to... We just glossed <laughs> over the fact they're trying to put GPSs in our car to... <laughs> 
govern our cars. But no, they just want to know where we're at at, at all times. But why do they care where you're at? And why do you care if they know? Um, Good question. Because Chris, it's an invasion what of, are you doing? What are you doing that, what of are you my doing human that, rights. What are you doing that somebody doesn't need to know? Who cares? Uh, but they don't need to know if what I'm doing. If somebody is that bored that they want to track what you're doing... Let them do it. I don't care. If they want to hear me singing Taylor Swift in my car, they will hear me singing Taylor Swift in my car. Knock yourself out. But Chris, it's the it's the fact that when they when they go to a police state and then they know where everybody is. That's the problem. That's the problem. When they go to a police state, (laughs) yes. Once the government get made, once we get to a point where the government takes over even more than it's already done, they're going to use the GPS to track down everyone. You know, let's get to let's get to commercial, man. You, you've running us down a path of of no conspiracies. Return. More Gwen and Chris on the other side. Second ranked Purdue in trouble against Northwestern again. Earlier this year, Northwestern upended Purdue, I believe, uh, when uh, Purdue was undefeated. Now Purdue's ranked second in the nation. They're at home tonight, but Northwestern leads. 76-73. 78-73. They just put a hoop in. And we were just talking about the Aztec game last night in Colorado about how the referees, you know, ferreted out 22 foul shots for Colorado State in that game and only seven for the Aztecs. They just put a stat up in this game. Purdue's at home. Purdue shot 17 free throws in the second half. Northwestern shot zero. Yeah. So that home court be, really yep. that, that exists. It exists. I hate to admit it as somebody who's an you know an official that the uh, the home Why court can affect is? your call. Why do you think that is? Um, I think it's because of our general desire to make people happy. Uh, and a call against the home team doesn't make anybody happy, except for about seven guys sitting on the opposing <laughs> bench. <laughs> But when you make a call against a visitor, block charge against the visitor, charge going the other way, ah, we love you. I mean, I don't think an official would consciously say that. What was the but call you're asking you, me why. What was the call you, you said was actually the hardest? Not, oh, you said the, the timeout call. Timing, for, yeah, calling a timeout t- while you're trying to referee a play and somebody down the way is yelling, timeout, timeout, because you're focused on something else. Yeah. Anyway, we'll keep an eye on this. Northwestern leads Purdue late going. They've got a chance to tie it this next position. Purdue just scored 78-76. Zach Eady is in the game, the big fella. What do you think, Tony? Have you seen enough of him? Oh, yeah, looked looked good there. Put put back stuff, tied the game. But is this like NBA material to you, 7-4 with athleticism? His size is. Yeah. I don't know if the other attributes. I know stack he up seems a little skinny to me. Seems a little slow and a little uh, light in the behinds. <laughs> I mean, they're men in the NBA. I mean, that is I for think, sure. I, I think Wimby is learning that too. I mean, he's uber athlete, way more athletic than than uh, Edie than Edie is, but he's also light in the tail. He's so. getting pushed around a little bit, huh? Interesting. And the Purdue student section's feeling it right now. <laughs> feeling what? That they're nervous? I know. They're just having a good old time. Yeah. They were, oh, they don't they care. They had a close-up in on this guy who was cheering like he had no tomorrow. Yeah. He was, he was, uh, he said, like he enjoyed some adult beverages. Yes. He, well, he shouldn't. Oh, Maybe. He might he be should. 21. That's true. I, I really wish I went to a college that had 
some sort of big sports program. I went to too many colleges, and USF just wasn't very good when I went there. So, Yeah, that experience seems like it would be kind of cool. Didn't get to enjoy no. that part of the college experience. Chris Ello, Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby, Gwynn and Chris, 97.3 The Fan. Yes, Purdue and Northwestern tied with a minute and a half to go, so we'll keep you up to date. NBA tonight. Jokic is not playing. Denver's at Oklahoma City without him. I think the I guess the big game on the on the night might be Milwaukee at Portland, Tony, because Dame Lillard back in his old stomping grounds. Dame Lillard, yes. He's going back home to Portland for the first time. So it'd be something to keep an eye on in the association, as it were. It's another quiet day in the world of sports. I mean, honestly, we've given you every possible thing that we can. If you noticed, it's six or down. seven times <laughs> since we're five o'clock. <laughs> we're, we're, we've slowed to a crawl here, without question. I mean, the last segment we spent talking about life and how we're going to fix everything, which we can't do. No. Oh well, it did I mean it does spur some conversation on the chat, and I'm sure I'll get a couple. Like, What's coming up on the Scraby Chronicles oh, wow, tonight? Okay. While we have there a it moment. is. Just in the middle of while the we have a moment. The Chronicles. Uh, the Chronicles. We're going to be talking about Wandy Peralta. That's it? That's, <laughs> that's, that's, your, that's the extent of your show prep? Uh, last night we took some phone calls about the state of the Padres, and people are more, I, I think they're not as, like, worried. Not worried's not the word. They just, I think people just want to see some action. Just see something Just happen. Just sign anybody. Well, they did. Well, not today. That. Wandy Peralta, there. So quiet down out there. Well, that's my number one news story, so I need two more. <laughs> you need two, two more. two more stories? Annie Halvern actually had to uh, correct her report about Tommy Pham. Not that she said anything wrong, but uh, t- the Padres, basically what I'm getting from her tweet, is that the Padres have not said that they're interested in Tommy Pham. Tommy Pham has said that he would be interested in a... Did, that's exactly no, what No, I we, think it was being confused as to like... No, people were getting confused on their own because that's exactly what we say, said. I thought that's what it said. No, I'm not saying we made the mistake. I saw her her put out another tweet correcting, or not correcting, but just uh, further notifying people that it was more of a Tommy Pham Padres aren't interested, but Tommy Pham is Correct. interested. Correct. That's awesome. Know. That's what I got. First that's time. what I got too. I no, thought we I'm, had that. I think Tommy Pham at this point would be a pretty good signing for the podcast. I also want people to know that I don't think that it would be accurate to say that yours truly jumped the gun with being the bearer of misinformation on Dog the Bounty Hunter. People are upset about this. And maybe they should be, because <laughs> according to what I was reading online, the poor guy who is Dog the Bounty Hunter had passed at the age of 70. Everybody says, no, not true. People are coming up with factual evidence to support that. So I'm good. I wasn't trying I, to bury this guy. I hope oh, everybody, no, no, no. No, but people are, you said people are, you know. Well, they just want us to make sure that we tell people that he's not, well, which we did. We did. We and and it's not your fault, because there was a hoax yeah. that happened. And so many people, when the hoax happened did get duped into thinking that he did pass away. So it's this is the problem with the Internet. You get one hoax out there in a news report, and then it circulates, and so you don't know what is the truth or you not. You know why it circulates is because we have social media now. And so, it, you know, when a, a little hoax could, you know, only go so far at first, but now it can reach the masses and like one with one push of the button, literally. and it stays online forever and forever. ever and ever, yeah. even though it was incorrect. Yeah, which I think is wrong. 
Which I, I think that's wrong. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, they ought to at least remove it from there. Well, I know you can't Hopefully. remove anything from the internet because it's going to live forever. But I, I, I just wish who, there was heavier penalties for who people. Do you that think are the people who, when something gets posted that it, you know is just wrong, immediately screenshots. Like I've never thought of that. I've done it a few times for like typos that are funny, but nothing like to post and be like, "Look what I got." I mean, that's that's outrageous. That like, is kind to, of outrageous. To like be ready on site. Oh. He's going to regret that. Click. What you thinking, Tony, <laughs> about this? You're down two. You get fouled on a three-point shot in the final seconds, and you're stepping to the line. The tie, three to win. Just knock the two down, You feeling baby. comfy? I'm feeling real comfy. About all three? About two of the three, at least. You're getting two of three. I'm getting two of three. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I feel good about that. I'm, I'm, I, I don't oh, know. He needs, he needs three to, to win it. Yeah, he, he just tied it. He down. got the first two for Northwestern, 37 seconds left. But Northwestern has tied Purdue. I like seeing top teams One go more down. free throw. I love it. North, North Carolina went down last night, and Purdue's Not now down a point. three of them. Ice that's, that's in his clutch veins. Free that throw is pretty clutch. Right there. That's good. Scraby could have done it. I would have done three. Purdue takes the timeout. We'll tell you how it turns out when we come back. 81-80 Northwestern. Purdue ball, 33 seconds there. Morgan and Chris here. Coming up shortly, our visit with Dieter Kurtenbach from the Bay Area News Group. Good insight into the 49ers. Also the latest on the Giants, the San Francisco Giants. I think what he said about the Giants ought to make Padre fans feel better. I know we got a message in the chat saying, hey, our situation doesn't seem so bad. Doesn't sound so bad, according to Dieter Kurtenbach. We'll have that coming up for you shortly. Uh, the Northwestern-Purdue game is going into overtime. Uh, tied at 81. Zach Eady, the uh, player of the year, reigning player of the year, and candidate to win it again for Purdue, got fouled with 16 seconds left. He made one of the two free throws. Could not seal the deal, though, Scrape. Could not hit them both. Oh, man, that would be nerve-wracking. It would be a little nerve-wracking, but uh, you're the player of the year. you got to knock those in. You do. So Purdue and Northwestern go to overtime. They're tied. At 81, um, Tony, is uh, he's on his way to his daughter's soccer match tonight. Correct. And his daughter, he won't say any of this, so we're going to say it for him right yeah, now. Yeah. His daughter is a star, apparently, mm-hmm. at uh, in high school soccer. She's very good. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't want to give her... I mean, as he said where she plays, I don't want to go into all of that. But yeah, she's we don't a, need to. But no, we don't need to. But she's a great player, evidently. And they did a they did a feature on her on the local news. Yeah, the last couple of days, I believe it was Fox KUSI. Yes, I re reposted so, that. Good for that. Oh, so okay. Yeah, you can go. So if see people it. want to find out a little more about Tony's daughter and her soccer playing and how good she's doing and well she's playing. I know she, he was talking about her being recruited potentially mm-hmm. for division 1. Yeah. soccer scholarship. I know who'd be happy about that. Tony Gwynn Jr. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he wouldn't have to pay for everything. He's got four kids. He'd be very happy about that. But if you want to learn a little more about Tony's daughter and uh how great she is doing as a high school soccer player, uh, they did have that uh, feature on TV, and Scraby, you posted it. I did. On, uh, so, 97.3 well, The Fan? Yes, and it's also, uh, if you go to Fox 5 San Diego, you can find it as, there yeah, as well. Yeah, I'd like to watch it myself, so I may, I think I'm going to go home right now, let you do the rest of the show. Okay. No, Scraby Chronicles are coming up at the top of the hour. I don't know what his daily gripe's going to be today, folks, because really you've had either. a lot of different ones yeah. throughout the course of the show. I have. So, 
We'll just have to wait and find out. Let's check some traffic and then uh, let you in on our interview earlier with Dieter Kurtenbach. Dieter Kurtenbach joins us here on Gwen and Chris. Dieter, how are you today? I'm good. How about you guys? We're well, great. Dieter. Thanks so much. I want to open with this. Do the does the Niner fan, and I mean hardcore 49er fan, does a general hardcore 49er fan realize how much distaste there is around the country for 49er fans? Um, probably. I mean, I guess it's, not as, it's not as if they're curtailing their uh, curtailing their behavior at all. No. Um, is 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 it a matter of uh, disliking 49ers fans because they are quite brash, or is it a matter of the 49ers being consistently successful? I think over the it last has to do years? with. I think brash was a very kind way to put it. <laughs> but yes. I think I think that's fair. Um, the, yeah, listen, I, I I deal with the Golden State Warriors on a daily basis too. I, I'm getting pretty used to the whole entitled fan base thing, so I might not be the right guy. <laughs> very good, good answer. Uh, very good. I, I, I guess I should ask. Dieter, you know, there's a lot of talk outside uh, of of Santa Clara slash San Francisco about Brock Purdy yeah. and who he is as a quarterback. But yeah. what does the city feel about Brock Purdy? Because he does come. I mean, the quarterbacks that came before him, especially early on, are are amongst the greats. I mean, where are they talking about Brock Purdy right now, and how are they talking about him in San Francisco? Well, we're, we're talking about Brock Purdy, I think, in a, in a actually fairly reasonable way. Um, I don't think anyone's anointing him the second coming of Joe Montana, though I I don't think it's ridiculous to say that there are some Joe Montana vibes, kind of good at everything, great at nothing. Uh, The intangibles that that made Joe great seem to be present in Brock as well, but ultimately it comes down to winning Super Bowls. This is the benefit of dealing with an entitled fan base. They know what's good and what isn't, so they don't freak out over – Minutia, and they definitely don't freak out over something that's um, positive but not yet legendary. And what Brock Purdy has done in this postseason has been wildly impressive. And I, I long ago tuned out the sort of national media stuff as it pertains to Brock Purdy because it became very evident to me. And I, I want to be clear about this. There's plenty to criticize Jack, Brock Purdy over. He was awful in the first half against the Lions. He was even worse in the first three quarters against the Green Bay Packers. He's not a perfect quarterback. He's six foot nothing. Uh, he's got small hands. He's a bad, bad weather quarterback. There's stuff you can get on Brock Purdy about all day, and I'll be the first to do it. But uh, it, it's clear that people nationally just haven't watched the guy play football. I've watched every one of this guy's snaps as a professional, preseason or regular season or postseason game five times, right? That's just part of the job. And this guy's got it. This guy can rip throws all over the field. He's in complete command of the offense. He is what so few quarterbacks in the NFL, and I watch every game. uh, Mind you, the condensed version on NFL Plus, but every game. uh, He is uh, what so few quarterbacks in the NFL actually are, which is the offensive coordinator on the field. And the ability to make plays with his feet and make plays with his arm, while he's not Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen, is wildly impressive. And it became pretty clear to me somewhere through the midpoint of the season, once the Niners kind of got this thing back on track after their midseason three-game losing streak, that nobody who was talking about Brock Purdy nationally had ever watched the dude play football. <laughs> like I just, I, I, it, it was truly bad. 
baffling listening to people talk about him because, again, there's plenty to get on him about. He ain't perfect. There's a reason he was a seventh-round draft pick. But there's not that many good reasons. And I think that the baseline is that people held on to the belief that NFL scouts know what they're doing. And this is how I really know that these people don't know what they're talking about. Because if you ever talk to NFL scouts, it is evidently clear within five minutes, they don't know what the hell they're doing. <laughs> no. So um, it's like everyone's just guessing. If this was a science, Jamarcus Russell wouldn't have been taken one overall, or he would have been a superstar. Yeah, you know, like think about all the bad quarterbacks the Chicago Bears have had. Think about all the bad quarterbacks the Cleveland Browns have had. If this was an exact science, you think Joe Flacco's taking a commercial flight to Cleveland midway through the season <laughs> to save their season? Uh, if this was an exact science, do you think that Jimmy Garoppolo would have a Super Bowl or would he be languishing in, in football purgatory with the Raiders right now? Like none, no one knows what the hell they're doing. There is a mysticism to all of this. And Brock Purdy is one of the few quarterbacks I have seen in my time covering the NFL that has the ability to sort of cut through it. And it's very reminiscent of a guy that those entitled 49ers fans hated. I mean, for years and for damn good reason, there's a lot of Russ Wilson in this guy. And uh, my God, I can't think of a higher compliment to give a quarterback because for a decade, Russ Wilson was a thorn, and that's the nice way of putting it, in the side of the San Francisco 49ers. He was the most fun quarterback in the NFL to watch, in my estimation, until that Patrick Mahomes guy really got things going in Kansas City and uh, and, and won a Super Bowl and should have handed it off at the one-yard line to win a second. So uh, this is the exact formula the 49ers were going for. They have a crazy cheap quarterback who – gets underrated, underrated, underrated until, well, he becomes Mr. Unlimited or something. It gets really corny and weird. But um, they, they were able to build the best team that they could possibly build around him. They have the most cap space in the NFL still, and they spent money on every position uh, because this guy's making less than a million dollars. I mean, he, he was paid less than all four of the commentators for Fox in the NFC Championship game per year. So that just tells you where he fits in the salary cap space. And this is the exact same thing that the Legion of Boom Seahawks did. They had a cheap quarterback. They built an incredible team around him. They had Percy Harvins halfway through all this stuff. And, and they go out and they win a Super Bowl and go to another one. 49ers followed the exact same plan. And, uh, well, they're, they're on the cusp of one, and we'll see what happens next year. The one thing I think you're definitely right about, Bach Purdy, is that all of the pundits who – thought he was a seven-round draft pick, have to try to defend themselves mm. now and say, oh, no, we were right, yeah. you know, it's, all it's along. And they're just, you're right, Dina, they're not anchoring. right. It's you know? institutional football anchoring. You don't have to – we don't have to come out here and pretend that he's Mahomes, who, by the way, Patrick Mahomes, when it's all said and done, will be known as the greatest quarterback who ever lived. He, he's, he's unbelievable. And he's been unbelievable since the first day he showed up as the starter in Kansas City. Hell, he was unbelievable in the week 16 or 17 game against the Cincinnati Bengals his rookie year. He is the absolute truth. And by the way, maybe this makes my life a little bit easier. Maybe this is where I'm anchored. I, I grew up a Kansas City Chiefs fan. That, that's where my family's from, Kansas City Chiefs. Starter jacket, Chiefs lunchbox, like the Kansas City Chiefs. I was all about the Kansas City Chiefs. When I was growing up, now I, I, I got off that narcotic when they lost to the Tennessee Titans in the playoffs with Alex Smith a long time ago, and I said I can't emotionally outsource anything to this damn football team. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, it hasn't been an issue for me as a professional covering covering these uh, the the NFL. But like uh, the the idea that that Patrick Mahomes uh, isn't the best quarterback of all time is insane. But I remember when Patrick Mahomes got drafted. 
I thought he was going to be an absolute bust. He's an air raid quarterback coming out of Texas Tech. The best air raid quarterback in the history of the NFL to that point was a guy named David Fales, who went to San Jose State. Like air raid quarterbacks, like they were 0 for 53, I think I did, in, in, in some charting. And so I'm thinking Mahomes is going to be a bust. Well, I couldn't have been more wrong about anything in my entire life. He's the opposite of a bust. He's the goat when it's all said and done. So the fact is we can be wrong about this. No one knows what the hell they're talking about. Right. And just because Brock Purdy was a seventh-round quarterback doesn't mean that he can't go and win a Super Bowl. He's got flaws. He's not going to be uh, Josh Allen. But, by the way, Josh Allen's got flaws too. And, by the way, Josh Allen sucked his rookie year. Like, if anyone knows what the hell they're doing, if anyone's got this down as an exact science, uh, step on up because you'll make $100 million a year as an NFL head coach. They'll pay you anything if you've got the answers in this game. The ball isn't even round. How can anyone expect to know what's going to happen on the field? Dieter, I can, we could go on and on about the 49ers and, and this Super Bowl because I, I think it's going to be a terrific game. Two, two really good teams uh, that match up well. But I, I want to flip to baseball since we are right around the corner um, from spring training. Now, mm-hmm. we, we talked about this a little bit last year. I mean, it has been tough sledding for the Giants when it comes to free agency. They just have gone yep. after the big fish and seemingly swung and missed. This year, yep. they come away with something, at least. How are the folks in San Francisco feeling about the free agency? How are the Giants feeling about their free agency uh, this season? Giants feel fine about it. Um, now, maybe they're just putting on a brave face so that they, they don't. Uh, because they, you know, they would, they would openly admit, you know, that you nailed it. They, they go for the big fish and they continuously came up empty. Uh, I don't know if this, this guy from Korea, uh, Jew park uh, is going to be any good. All of the, um, the projection systems say that he's just going to be sort of a slap hitting leadoff guy. Uh, I guess that's a nice thing to have. I don't know. I, here's, here's, here's what I know about baseball. Uh, one free agency is more often than not a fool's, a fool's game. Yeah. Uh, I think folks down there in San Diego might be able to attest to that. Um, and then, then beyond that, uh, you're going to need some home runs to win. When the Giants won 107 games, which didn't happen that long ago, it happened in this decade, uh, they led the National League in home runs. They were like 18th in baseball last year, and they're going to get worse this year. And I, I know it's overly simplistic, and I love baseball. I, I, I love it. I love the game. I love its intricacies. I love uh, just how uh, strange it is. But, I mean, you got to hit home runs to win. I mean, not just, not just to win. Like, you don't stand a chance if you don't hit home runs. I, I don't understand – how anyone couldn't look at this correlation with all the stats we have in baseball today and not see that it is a direct line on top of another line, wins and home runs. Like, it is pretty straightforward. And the Giants went out and got a slap hitting center fielder. Like, it, it, it's not great. Right. And uh, uh, I, listen, it, I will not write off the Giants because baseball is weird and strange and interesting and because they were probably an 81-win team before they went into the offseason, and they're probably an 81-win team afterwards, and you give them a margin of error of six or seven in either direction, and that might even get them into the playoffs, and who the hell knows once they get in there. I, I just think that they need to have a fundamental restructuring thought-wise of how they go about their business, because all they've done is promise that they're going to get that big, big fish free agent at some point, and they have failed again and again and again, oftentimes to their benefit, because if Giancarlo Stanton came, that would not be looking so great right now. Yeah. But um, it's, 
it, it, they have to build from within. And if you want to get on the Giants front office about anything, it's that they haven't built enough in order to sort of augment a roster that was bare bones when they showed when when Farhan Zaidi, the president of baseball operations, showed up. Uh, he, he inherited nothing. It's the worst job in baseball. I, I called it that at the time. He had a bad farm system and an aging roster that was getting worse. So you had to rebuild from everywhere, and he just hasn't built enough. He doesn't have the young guys coming through the pipeline to even trade for a big-time bat, if that's what you're looking for. And you don't have the young guys coming through the system to play and take up those at-bats that you need to fill with free agents. And so uh, they need to just buy all the way in on themselves. They need to create their own happiness through prospects. And if that means trading away some guys that you, you, you like and have some value, that, that's fine. I, I don't really care. But uh, the other thing, too, is you play it. You play in Oracle Park, Pac Bell Park, SBC, but whatever the hell you want to call it. You play in San Francisco, California in the summer. You guys down at Petco know that it's not easy to hit the ball out at night. You're playing night games in the summer in California. You're playing it right on the San Francisco Bay. I got a wild idea. You got the best ballpark for pitchers in baseball. Mm. Go get some pitchers. Yeah. Go go out there and overpay some pitchers. If you want to pay anybody, overpay some pitchers. And if you're only going to score three runs a game, you better only give up two. And frankly, it seems like a market, market advantage these days with all the pitchers going left, right. Load up. And somehow the Dodgers have done it and, and some other teams, but like, it, it just, it, it doesn't seem like they know their direction. They're trying to be something that they can never be. And uh, they're just good enough to stay mediocre forever. It's all very depressing. And uh, we'll see what happens. Comes from trip. Well, Padre fans certainly hope you're right about the giants, but uh, in the meantime, say hi to Bob Melvin for us. And uh, thanks we for all Bob. your great time. Uh, as always, great stuff, Dieter. We'll love catching up with you. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Thanks Dieter. Sounds good. Come save me in Las Vegas. I got to go save uh, Scravy first. Are you still planning to go up there? No. Oh. I can't find any ticket under $9,000. That's amazing. Like, not one. Like, even, like, in the top corner of the upper deck, like, where you can't even see the field? Well, that is the top corner of the upper deck. Oh, that's $9,000. Tony and I were talking before the show, like, if I was really going to go to the Super Bowl... I'm not even in the right price range, Chris. Like, my max, I told Tony I would take out of my savings right now $1,500. You would? Yeah. I would. Yeah. I would think like 400 <laughs> That's not even going to buy you, like, the paper that the ticket's printed on. I know. That's incredible. I, I think that's. Uh, What's the face? Is the face value, like, does it say on the ticket, 9, comma, 0, 0, No, that's 0? the secondary market. Okay. So the face value, I'm not actually sure what the face but value who gets is. But who gets to buy the face value ticket? Is it a like a 49er season ticket holder or a chief season ticket holder? Do they have any access to those? I'm not sure. Or is but everything I do... just sold to a corporation before it all ever starts? I don't know if it's changed, but I do remember that you entered a lottery. And you yeah. were selected, and if you got selected, you could buy them. If not, then you were out of luck. But right. I would think that there's some sort of ticket ticket set aside for season ticket holders of those. They got to give a few tickets to some actual football fans. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I went. Good. I've been lucky to go to two Super Bowls, but one was cool. one was Super Bowl seven. <laughs> was that true? Is that true? That's true. It was the year Miami went undefeated. Okay, and also Super Bowl twenty two, which was here in San Diego. That is cool. So, you know, at least it's off the bucket list. Uh, We'll update you on this Purdue game. Scraby will get you the final on the Chronicles. 
12 seconds left. Purdue leads in overtime, 99-96. They're doing a replay review right now. I think it will be Northwestern's ball with a chance to tie it on a three. Scraby will let you know what happens. The Chronicles follow immediately. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.